I'm gonna tell some tell you some jokes that I recently learned. Um, oh, no, and you can see you can give me the feedback. Okay. Um, okay. So a dwarven mystic escapes from prison, <laughs> right? And on the news, they have to define it as a small medium at large. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay. A man wakes up in a hospital and says, "Daughter, I can't feel my legs." And the daughter says, "Yes, that's because I amputated your arms." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, I stayed up all night playing poker with tarot cards. I got a full house and four people died. <laughs> I've heard that before. That's good. I'll do okay. That. Yep. <laughs> okay, I can go with one. Why did uh, <laughs> Why did Norway paint barcodes on the side of all of their ships? I don't know. Because when they come home, they can Scandinavian. What the fuck. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Where the fuck did they come from? I, I just found them. It's on the internet. Fair. Ladies and gentlemen, internet. This is the Gaming Start podcast for the twenty first of July, twenty twenty. My name's Callum. <laughs> My name's Ewan. We need to stop doing like I, immediate. Like I need some warning. I, I just oh, go. Listen, I'm getting, I get the energy. I get, oh, like, sorry. I'm, I'm yes. Tapping, I'm tapping into the the natural rhythm. It, it of, worked. You know, it worked. It worked. Yeah. Mm. And now it's just dead because I can't think of a way of opening this podcast. Oh wow. Okay. I, I thought you. I, I can't. I can't talk about how. Oh god, isn't it terrible that we're all locked down anymore? Because we're not. But yeah, it's... we're not. I was in a room with six people yesterday, and it was yeah, weird. I've been like, I've been like able to see my girlfriend and stuff. It's been yep. great. Like, it's it a been... bizarre experience. Oh. Try moving furniture up three flights of stairs while wearing a mask. It fucking sucks. But you do it. Yeah, <laughs> like masks. Masks suck. But like, wear your mask for fuck's yes. sake. Like, for God's I did, sake. I did see the. Um, because I'd only heard like Twitter talk about them, but I actually saw because when we when the the restrictions were gonna get more restrictive, and they were like, "Hey, you need masks for shops and public transport in Scotland." Yeah, we're like, "Hey, we mm-hmm. should probably buy some masks just so we've got a, a yeah. bunch of them so we can keep keep them in circulation." So I went on Etsy to try and just find some like somebody who's making masks, and definitely found the mesh masks. You know the ones that are made out of the, like the like basketball jersey material that are just like mm. full of holes and you watch yeah, the review they do fucking nothing yeah. they do nothing and you, a bunch of the reviews are like oh this gets me around my mask requirements for X state that you're in the US and like oh my god really it's like fucking what you, like you're just trying to troll people now it sucks it's it's like all the, it's all the people that are like that are like they're they're doing it, but it's like they're being really petty. Like they're hanging masks off their ear and being like, "Look, I'm wearing a mask." You're totally. like, "That's you're you're so close to just wearing it. Like it's not just that hard." Do it. it's, yeah. Well, yeah. like uh, my my wife had to go back down to Newcastle for the last time before she moved jobs, and um, because she yeah. she moved jobs during lockdown, so she had to go down and get the last of her stuff because there was just a lot of stuff down there. And they were like, okay, finally, you have a two-hour slot. You can go down and grab your stuff and then come back out. 
Um, mm-hmm. And she said, like, no, it was like everyone in the train was wearing masks and like everyone was very it was very good and all this kind of stuff, except for one dude who had it tied around his wrist. You know, like, hmm, I wonder if it was like, are you just being a dick or are you just like, I'll wear it when I got on the train or like, what do you? What I is- have no idea. Oh, it was horrible. But yeah, the 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 most I've seen of it has been um, we went to Waitrose on Friday for lunch because mm. uh, like not only one because it's good, but two because I thought it'd be interesting to see like how how are the upper middles living with the oh, whole sure, wearing yeah, masks yeah. and Waitrose thing. Sure. Thought it'd be like it's kind of like going to Waitrose is kind of like going to the zoo because you just get to see how this whole people that you never see in normal life. Lives. Yeah, like you've got yeah, you've got I've gone to Waitrose and like not been able to pick up stunch stuff for lunch because there is like an upper middle class like fifty year old woman buying oh. all the cheese like all of it <laughs> and yep. and there's like one counter that is like cheese and like deli stuff and the yep. person behind the counter and she's just like I want some of this and this and this and this and this and this you're like oh, wow uh, we're here too like don't just uh, anyway um yeah so we went to waitrose on friday and it was like everybody was wearing a mask and it was great except for one old woman who like walked through the door and was immediately picked up by security like almost immediately like the security guy entered or like pointed her towards the door i was like no no no, you need to stop yep um so that's good at least that's just like a secure place Um, i remember yeah everybody was fine with it like this is this is far pre-lockdown but like when the last place we lived, it was the first time we had been close to Waitrose in ages. So we're like, hey, we should go see. Yeah. Or it was, I needed some bizarre ingredient for something. I can't remember. And I was like, oh, I should go to Waitrose. I'll probably have it. Um, and it was like midweek because we were on holiday. And Essence went, of dying goat or something, something like that. Something like that. Like butterfly tears uh, or something yeah. like that. Um, All that crap that Waitrose carries. Yeah. We're in the corner to to there. And it, so where we used to live is near... Not going to name names, but one of the, the very fancy high schools in Edinburgh um, yeah. is very near. You, you, you used to live in one of the nicer areas of yeah, Edinburgh, which was impressive. I did. Um, still have no idea how we got that place, but never mind. Um, I don't know. But yeah, it was very near one of those fancy high schools. And it just so happened we, I went over at lunchtime and they queue outside of Waitrose the same way that we used to queue outside the Chippy back home. Oh, like wow. it was yeah. it was bizarre. We, like used outside, we used to queue outside the bakery for sausage yeah. rolls. Yeah, the bakery that, for yeah. sausage rolls or the Chippy down, down the street. But like yeah, like they have a person outside who like manages the queue, they have a member of staff outside managing the queue, they have a like a line for them to go around the corner. It's just all these people and like fancy blazers you're just like wow waitrose really i remember yeah oh. well i mean that's what you get when you're in like fancy totally yeah, fucking yeah. edinburgh is like yeah. i'm surprised they're not lining out outside like artisan patisseries and stuff like that for yeah their lunch oh, yeah, yeah. fixings i remember yeah. the time the time that i knew that um high school didn't suck anymore was well it kind of it stopped sucking around about like halfway through fifth year sure but when i was in sixth year uh and we were going to the the bakery to get our lunch, and the guy who the guy who was on the door, who had been there the entire time we were at high school, yeah. kind of like saw us approaching and like pushed all the first years out the way and like oh, moved yeah. us in. Yeah, and we were like, ah, we've made it. Like that he knows who moment. we are. That's, yeah, yeah, we're, that was a good. All one. those years of being respectful to people has paid off, and suddenly we get our yeah. slice rolls quicker than anyone the else. Guy, yeah, the guy, the guy just like pushed all these like tiny children. And was like, you guys, yeah, come on. Like, I, nice. hope that, that I hope that place feeling. is still there. I hope that place is I still I hope around. so too. It was a great place. It was a really good, I, I, like, 
Local bakery. There's a good local home bakery. It took no shit that. from all these high schoolers. Uh, uh, absolutely no shit. They had their their they had on staff. They had like two. I was convinced they were twins, but someone told me they were brothers. Oh, they right. were like massive fucking lads that looked like they could take on an entire rugby team by themselves. Yep. And one of them stood at the door, and one of them stood behind the counter, and they took no shit from no. anybody, and it was awesome. There was definitely <laughs> was so a couple. Of, there was definitely a couple of times where I thought I was going to get a live like example or a live trial of the how many five year olds could you fight argument. Yeah, where it was just like there are just swarms of them and two of you, and you'd probably win. Is it- like, is, the, is it the numbers game, or can you just literally throw yeah. these children until they are gone? Can they, yeah. can they weigh you down enough to do some damage, or can you just hurl them across the street? Turns out the yeah. latter. But um, yeah, oh god, don't yeah, get don't get don't get in the way of people on the door because they'll fuck you up. That is... yeah. Um, but yeah, like so. Yes, I was helping somebody move yesterday, so there was a bunch of us in a room, and there was a, a break in the conversation, and somebody just went at some point just went. Just fucking weird. Like it'd been that long since they'd been yeah. in the room with a bunch of people. Because I think it was just him, the guy, the guy he was talking to was like he's just been like his wife and kid for what three months, four months, whatever it is. Because he'd be working from home and all yeah. that stuff. Just like, weird yeah, being in a just weird being in a room people. with other people. Like we're all just like eating pizza, like in a room together. It was very weird. It's very very strange. Yeah, um, I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't have to say this because mm-hmm. it's obvious. But I feel it's my my duty as a person educated in this field and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But fucking wear a mask. Like yes, please they, wear a mask. They work. There's a reason that there's a reason that they tell you it's because it works. And there's so much data to prove it works. Yes. Like the people that are out there saying, oh there's no scientific evidence or whatever, like they're are ignoring large chunks of science. Yeah. Right. Like, there is so much evidence. There is a I literally read a comprehensive literary review from like Stanford of like, yeah. here are all the papers that deal with like infectivity rates of masks versus not masks. Yep. And it's like broken down by like, this one did it for like healthcare workers. This one did it as like sick versus non-sick. This one did it as like whole bunch of papers and all of them come out saying, yeah, masks help your like survivability rate by like above 50%. Like yep. there is a reason people tell you to wear masks and it's because they work. Don't, if you wear them properly, I should say. Oh like, yes, also wear that. Masks properly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't it's like been, have it under your nose and stuff like that. Like that's it's been the real advantage of having like both yourself and a wife who are working in this field to be able to like mm. throw bits of information at you. Like I remember the there was the the study that came out a couple of days ago about like the the final word on um what's that drug that doesn't work? <laughs> oh, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, yeah, that one. And it's like, well, there's a study that came out that said, like, yes confirmation from a reasonably sized study that it does fuck all in fact may make it worse yeah. and like I remember throwing the study at you and you're going oh yep it does this it does this yep this seems about right yeah okay. I, he, th- he threw a paper at me and I like scanned it and was like looked at their data pool and like like super good end number really low p number like it's all like it basically means their data set is pretty fucking accurate and yeah. it shows that it's something that we basically already knew which was hydroxychloroquine does nothing except for maybe fuck with your heart in the wrong way yeah and exactly. that's yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that, that has been an advantage through this of of just being able to go like, does this make sense? It's like, yes, it does. Yeah, it's fine. Totally makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's wear a mask, please. Wear a mask. They tell wear, you to wear a mask because it works. If you think it's a conspiracy that big mask is trying to make some money, go on Etsy. There's a billion people make like yeah. individual people wearing masks. That's what we did. Like we it's, a bunch. It's, it's been good. It's been good for me because 
because I quote unquote work in the industry, I get yeah. given really good masks for free. But oh, really? Like, Did you get some from work? Yeah, work gave us like three for nice. just for like. Yeah, you guys should probably wear these. It's like yeah. okay, we'll wear the mask. It's now um, part of the. I think it's going to be happen as well, considering when next semester starts or next year starts. But um, Glasgow Uni are giving masks to students who are starting because, yeah, uh, like as part of their welcome pack, it'd be like yeah, and they're branded as well, so they've got like University of Glasgow crest on them and stuff. It's yeah, which I thought yep, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. um, advertise while you're doing it. Yeah, it, it like it. it it doesn't affect your blood oxygen level. Like it does nothing. Like no. it's like that. There's nothing it can help you. It's, that's the wild one. Is like the mix of stories you hear of people who are like, I have to wear a mask because I'm I have a respiratory issue anyway, or I'm immunocompromised. Like my day to day life is wearing a mask. Like I'm fine. Yeah. And then you you watch like the videos of people who are like surgeons or even just like health healthcare people like who are wearing like three layers of masks plus. Here, like all yeah. of this stuff and you're like they're working 12 hour days in like three layers in, of this shit in, yeah you can masks. wear you can wear it for half an hour in tesco's you tool yeah oh. like the, i there are there are people out there legitimately that cannot wear masks and that is understandable yes there are people with sure. very bad respiratory problem but the people there are 90 percent of the people out there that are trying to chance it and get away with it mm-hmm. for not wearing a mask because like oh i have x or whatever yeah you don't. You can wear a mask. It's fine. <laughs> Did you see the 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 scam? Not scam. The tactic from like no maskers. It's all a conspiracy thing in the US because there's a there's a law that get passed. Oh, the fake the fake card thing. Yeah, which is a real law, yeah. but they're just like they're just well, like the, twisting it. Cause the, it card, the, the card the card the card itself was like riddled with spelling mistakes anyway, and referenced oh, yeah, yeah. like referenced like uh an agency that was set up by like members of the far, like the free to breathe association yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, all that's nonsense. Was, like, totally fake, like not real association, but yeah. yeah. But the actual thing was like, cause there is that there is a law that says that you can ask, like, so if somebody claims like if somebody yeah, has paperwork, not, yeah, if, if somebody has paperwork, you have a disability, you're not allowed to ask what it is. Yeah. Like, so if you, so then people are now claiming, yes, I have a disability, which means I can't wear a mask. And when somebody asks, what is it they can throw this law up and say like it's all bollocks and it's complete nonsense but it's like you guys are perverting laws designed to help people who actually need it so you don't have to wear a fucking oh i saw that i was just like you why you're putting more effort into not wearing a mask than just fucking wearing a mask because it's a point of pride or something at this point it's bizarre yeah it's 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 crazy just wear the mask hard please please oh anyway um, we actually have some stuff to talk about, which, because I, I had my list yeah, but, and I was like, oh yeah, we actually, some games came out. I mean, you probably have more than I do, but yeah. I mean, so I've got like one extra thing on top of, um, well, two extra things actually really on top of, um, stuff we both played, um, okay. where I, so super hot mind control delete came out, uh, this week, which is a, not an, it is technically a, it's technically a is sequel. It a sequel? It's technically okay. a sequel. Well, okay, yeah, because it kind of like, it kind of just sort of came out of nowhere, and I couldn't tell if it's so a sequel it, or an expansion or like it's been in early access for a while. Um, I okay. think, um, but it is now out. If you own Superhot or bought Superhot before the release, you have it. it it's it's free. Um, 
And I think it's the same on consoles as well, except I think Xbox had some issue where like you need to go and manually buy it from the store or something like that. But anyway, it's it's, it's a free thing. Um, it f- And it's more super hot, but it's like tweaked and refined and polished and has a really cool new um, structure to it where... So the, the kind of gameplay structure of it is it's kind of like a... Um, a pseudo dungeon crawler but like an ascii like rogue like traditional rogue style dungeon crawler where it's like Ah, you're moving around nodes on a grid and each node has like five levels that you have to play through um from start to finish and you have three hits for those entire five or seven or nine levels or whatever it is um and you're like doing runs essentially basically yeah um and it's spaced throughout those things you get points where you you add hacks to your system and so you like you increase your hp or um like you can throw shit farther or guns have more bullets and all that kind of stuff so you're, you're building up like you're kind of pseudo leveling up as you're going through the stage and then once you're done with the the five levels it goes away and you start again the next run um mm. and as you progress you're unlocking more things added to this uh, pool of hacks that will come up so you hit the point where you get hacked and you get given two as a choice from the pool um and then you unlock more powerful ones. There's one that's like, there's some really crazy ones in there. There's like, um, my favorite so far is grenade, which means that every throwable, if it misses and hits the ground, it fires like a shotgun blast, which oh, is, okay. and that totally changes how you play that game. Like, yeah, that would. Yeah. Um, cause you have some things have like AOE impacts. And exactly. That so like, I'm just grabbing like everything from the thing and just throwing it at the floor, like taking people out. I've done some really awesome stuff with that. Um, there's like super powerful super throw, which means that like bladed throwables go through people, shurikens bounce off people, and you can catch them again, like all that kind of stuff. And all of the stuff they've added has basically just like made it more like just cooler to play. Like the the end result just looks cooler, and you have more options. So it's so, super hot, but cooler. Su- a game totally. that was already super cool. Yeah, and it's now even more so so and they've added some more like ai behavior as well so like guys that have um pipes or baseball bats if you throw items at them they will swipe at it and throw, bounce them back at you stuff like that oh um, okay. they have actually changed up and like people uh enemies that have katanas will do the cut bullets thing like that you used to be able oh, to geez. do like they now do it so it is okay. very so it's very much it's more than the last game it's more a case of like resource management of like i have these throwables i've got this bladed thing i have this gun I, and like exactly how you go about doing it and they've added stuff like um some of the enemies are armored in inverted commas where like parts of their body are the are made of the same stuff as the level like the kind of white marble look so like they'll only have a leg that's vulnerable stuff like that which totally changes again ah, how you approach that stuff target, yeah. yeah so yeah. you've got to like okay you've got to throw it at this dude's leg in order to be able to get it and all this kind of stuff so that yeah, so it, but it is it is more super hot. It is very cool. It's a great puzzle based shooter. It's it all the stuff that was good about super hot is there and more. But also like the story angle to it is really interesting. Where so like if you if you look at it on on Steam even on the store page you'll see a lot of the achievements all have the word more in them, and the whole story of this thing is like. It's people who have finished super hot and are looking for more and the game consistently telling you there is no more. It's just like 
it just gets what and they keep going like you finish the first area and it's like and it rolls credits after like seven minutes and you're like yeah. oh okay and then it's like oh wait you want more fine here you go and then it gives you like the upgrade tree it's like oh wait you want okay fine here's the map and it gives you like a bunch of nonsense achievements and like all it, it's it's really smart about how they've done so it. The game spends most of its time telling you that it's pointless. It, is... Yes, it continually tells you like, no, you're done. Like, there's no more to find here. And it's like, okay, fine. Here's a nonsense bit of game mechanic that you can go, and then you just keep going. And, and there's a, the the parts of the the node the the dungeon that you're going around. There are bits of like unlock more story and you go to the story and it decrypts it and it's like there has to be more and it's like no the whole point of the thing is that there's no more and it really does sound like people were saying like people continually going to the development team going when are you going to put out more super hot when are you going to put out more super hot it's like fine here's more super hot fine here fucks. you think <laughs> like, here you, you go um, so yeah it's very good I have no idea how long it is but it's it's very good um, if you like super hot you have no reason to not play more super hot it's, it's very good oh cool. yeah I'll, I'll- I've actually played more Super Hot since yeah. we played VR, and that yeah. was really good. So yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I that's my next hope. Like again, against the against the entire message of this game, I do hope they do some more Super Hot VR because that is still one of the best VR things I think I've done. Mm, yeah, um, that's, that was super cool. Yeah, so there was that, um, and then I had a weird moment of of just madness where listening based on our Last of Us conversation last episode yeah. and based on like our, our fucking six hour conversation oh, that we had every last and like based on like some of the discourse about like storytelling and all that kind of stuff i played oh. through spec ops the line again i saw you do this and i i thought this was what it was yeah it just started. And it, was, it was it'd been sent to my steam like because i picked it up on a steam sale for like three quid or whatever it was because i remembered playing it back at back on up on the ps3 at the time and really enjoying it um, no, you played. You played at the same place I did. You played it on our dad's computer because he bought it. But did I? I thought that was one of the ones like yeah. I rented when game rentals were still. No, thing. no, oh, no. Wow, so okay. he he bought it, and then I we that was around about the time that we were actually like starting to like seriously talk about video games, right? And he bought it, and I was paying attention. It was like mm. I should play that because people are mm. talking about it. So I played it, and then said to you, "You should play this." And then that the next does... thing, you came home. Yeah. You sat there for basically all day and played it. Yeah, I did it and one day. Like, I it's like yes. seven hours or something like yes, that. Like it's not. That. Yeah. So yeah, I did the same thing. Like I did it in like two sessions, um, and I played through the whole thing. That game holds up pretty well. Like it's. I'm sure it would. The the, the actual storytelling around it was always like super ahead of its time. Totally. Like it was... I mean, even as I like, I hadn't also hadn't played a like a third person cover shooter in a while, and it does kind of hold up for that as well. It's not. It's also not a particularly easy game. Like even on medium, no, like, not, you do yeah. get you get stomped pretty hard if you if you fuck up. Um, but I definitely think this is not for people holding shit against me. This is not me saying Spec Up Line is a better game than Last of Us. But um, I mean, you've not played the Last of Us. I haven't played so Last of Us. I'm taking a guess. But um, yeah, the way they do the kind of arc of the story of that game, where it starts off as a like three like three person modern military quipping about yeah and then just devolves into complete fucking chaos is still really smart and really effective and yeah they do they, some good the, stuff. the whole like it, it it starts showing its hand like around the the white phosphorus scene yes, like that white, famous bit yeah but then when it gets to the end and the break happens and they do the flashback of yeah. like here's what everything happened it like completely 
the only the only time I've ever seen a game successfully recontextualize itself to in the, one move yep. was like Kotar. Like when the twist in yep. Kotar happened and it went, holy shit, this whole thing has a different context. Yes. That's the same flick that Spec Ops does. Totally. And it does um, it it does it in a way that like because even then it had been so long since I played that game, like I knew roughly what the path was. But it's still the moment where they reveal all the stuff, and you're like, "Oh, right, okay, sure, mm. yes, that bit and that bit, and th- okay, sure." Um, yeah, it's still very effective, and it's still yeah. like the the. I thought about going back and playing it. But, the white yeah. phosphorus scene is still the only the, the only bit of that game that doesn't work as well is the the white phosphorus scenes does seem forced a little bit. Like, it feels like with a couple of tweaks they could have made it where you do that thing more accidentally as opposed to just being like, oh, I know exactly what's happening here. Well, I think that's kind of, it's supposed to be the point, right? Is that because you're doing it from, like, the screen of a an AC-130 and everything's, like, everything's just white and yeah. you're, there's no there's no discerning between combatant and civilian and but all I mean, that sort of stuff. It's, it's supposed to be that. It's supposed to be you're purposely doing this, but then the reality of it hits you. Yeah, and it's kind of... Like people, people, if, you listen, if you listen to people like in the military talking about using gun drones and stuff like that, like, yeah, it's just like a video game. Like, but you even then, like... Or anything like and I can't, I can't tell if it's because I knew what was going on, but, like, when you hit the point where, like, you, you, have to, you have to actually do that bit, you see the channel of people, like, that are hiding there, and you're like, that is more people than there's been at any other part of this section. Yeah. Like, it does seem a little... I don't know. It it feels like they could have reduced the numbers and like you could have made it look more oh shit. Like you know something's happened, but it's when you actually see the day. And like even as a game that is like PS3 era, like it still looks pretty good. Like there, there's mm-hmm. something about like it's obviously not the most realistic looking game ever, but there's something about the the it's very like it's 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 gross like at point like the the, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the pivotal scene like that white phosphorus scene when you see what you've done and there's the scene that i i went back and did some reading on it like that almost didn't make it like they got shit for that like the core moment of that entire game they got a lot of shit for like just yeah showing it. I, i'm sure they did yeah um especially back in the that time yeah, which again, like considering the conversation we're talking about with Last of Us, with like the shit that game does, you're like, this is tame compared to yeah to some of the stuff that's in that game. But um, yeah, like th- them like showing it for like a long amount of time and being such a core part of this whole thing, like that's when shit starts to go wrong. Um, it's effective. It's it it's very effective, but it does have that yeah. kind of that era. The characters themselves are stylized is the wrong word but like it's it's definitely of that era but it still looks solid and looks like appropriate to the point where it, it's telling a story it doesn't look old like especially when you're playing it on like a modern pc that, at 10 a with everything cranked up like it doesn't look mm. modern but it definitely looks good enough to be able to get through it yeah, um, it passes yeah for sure um but yeah it's well worth like if people haven't played that game like it's well worth doing it like even if you know I, you some it, of the yeah. beats it's worth seeing it. Um, and there's definitely some moments in that thing, like setting it in Dubai, um, like posts, or uh, set in Dubai, like even at that time when everyone knew Dubai was like this 
place with this massive infusion of money and like just construction happening constantly like some of the hotels and stuff like that you end up going for like deserted hotels like these elaborate like indulgent buildings while you're just having this gunfight glass everywhere yeah yeah it's it's there's a lot of really good stuff in there it's not just a dumb shooter like there's a lot of really smart stuff in there which i was really impressed by um but the other stuff i've been playing has been stuff that i think we've been we've both been doing so is there is there stuff you've been doing on your own um persona 4 is a really good video game like shocker shocking i said that i said that last time i keep i keep playing it like every so often i'm like i don't want to play it and it's going to put more hours into persona 4 it's it's such a good game like it is unbelievable how good it is you forget how good it is until you start playing it again and then you're like oh yeah these characters are all really charming and the writing's really effective like it's 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 clever and it's funny and the mechanics are super solid and so it I w- looks great and it sounds incredible and so i was actually thinking about just, this yeah. you played because you the, the, ver- the original version of persona 4 you played was that that was just original persona 4 right yeah that was just persona 4 yeah so you haven't played any of the extra stuff they added for golden no this, oh, I, this right. is my first time seeing all the golden stuff okay, so it's my first sure. time interacting with like marie and so, so, how did, how, so knowing that game how much how well does the golden stuff integrate into it fits, that story like perfectly like okay. marie's a super interesting character like she is um she's part of the new like skill card system that they have but she is obviously like a social link as well so you like right. spend time talking to her she works really well like it's a, a really unique story and really interesting but still written really well and good um i'm trying to think of the other golden stuff there's a, there's like a bunch of small stuff They've made like fusing personas easier instead. Instead of they, they like, brought the system from, or sorry, they brought the system that would inevitably be in five back into four, where you like right. when you fuse them, you can pick what they inherit. So it just makes it easier. Sure. Um, it's 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 just it's just the better version of that game. Are you playing it with that. any of the like increased XP stuff on? Yeah. Um, okay. Because like cool. I, I because of how I, ridiculous that game spikes in difficulty, like I just don't want to worry about it so I just yeah, play with fair. more xp on good I, 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 go it's, through it. it's positive for me to see somebody who has played that game as much and enjoys that kind of game as much as you do still switching that stuff on being like i, I know what i'm here for i'm just gonna yeah like um, I, i'm not like the 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 comp the whole idea of like the combat and the fusing of personas and stuff like that is still a great system it's still yeah. really good but i've done it like i know what's good in for like i can I can I I get the idea. I don't need to do it again. Yeah, totally. um, I don't have to sit and fucking bang my head off the Yukiko dungeon boss because it kills you in one hit yeah. randomly like that. So did but, they? So did Golden not smooth any of that stuff out? Like the no, the they're all they're all still there. It's just easier by virtue of if you turn up the XP, then it's right. an easier fight. Like Makes that's sense. the it, it, other other than like the bullshit stuff that can still happen, but you can turn on the um, retry and combat, which is like one time because normally how it works is if uh the main character dies you it's a game over and you have to go back to a save yes but they've turned on a thing where if he dies in combat you get one revive so like one just like get up and start oh, again okay. not start again well you get up at that point in the combat with full right. health and everything gotcha because i like to think it's because they realize their own bullshit because there are a lot of bosses in that game that randomly just insta kill you um sure for no reason like it happened in the yukiko fight like there's a thing that she's supposed to do where she like charges and then does a big aoe move that does a lot of damage unless you guard Mm -hmm. but 
if she gets low enough health, she sometimes just does the move without charging. Oh wow! So that okay. happened. So that so that happened in my fight, and she did it, and you died, and that would have been that I would have had to go back to the save and start again. Not start again, but like go through part of the dungeon again to get to her does, for no reason. Like that's. Does it feel weird that they've? Does it feel like they've papered over the problem by adding these toggles? Like would it would it have made more sense? Do you think? to actually go I mean, in and yeah, fix those probably, issues probably yeah and just made it like a more smooth game but then yeah. I, I, feel, I feel i feel okay i feel okay in saying that the papering does the job more right. than like like it's fine like it, it doesn't detract anything from it and it still fixes the problem of those fights being kind of bullshit i need to see if i get far i will get far enough in it because i'm just going through mm-hmm. it but when i get to the fight with shadow teddy mm-hmm. where he's like a big fucking huge thing that fight is also really bullshit so i'll need to see how it goes then but that's like numerous hours away so i'm not um i'm going through it at a casual pace i'm sure. not like hardlining it i suppose it's the eternal remaster problem right of like what do you change do you keep the original yeah. game as is and i feel, I feel like what to... i feel like what they've done is about what they should have done right. like they Sure. They realized a lot of the game's too hard, so they let you bump can the you, XP up if you can want. Can you toggle like, that stuff on and off mid-game? Yeah. Oh, cool. That okay. will. Okay. So it's like because it's literally just a it's literally just a multiplier, so it's right. just on off. So it could so be a thing of like if you know the spike points, you can switch it on for that and then switch it back off if you're that yeah. worried about it. That's, that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I did. So okay. like I turned it off when I when I beat Yukiko's boss, I turned it off again. Um, sure. To like smooth everything out, and I'll turn it back on again when I start getting towards the bit that I know it spikes at next. So cool, okay, that makes sense. But it's, it's such a good game, like it's just such a good game. Yeah, even if it's just like, even if you just turn everything on and play on easy and like just play it for the visual novel aspect of it, totally. The story's really good, and the characters are amazing, and it's really well written, and like it's it's so hard not to fall in love with that investigation team sure. because they are all so great in different ways it's kind of um, impressive that team has consistently managed to make groups of characters that are so well liked yeah like i know four is a special place in people's heart but like it sounds like they did it with five as well like the the team in yeah, like there four, four five and three all have like really big it's really character driven like the, the the team themselves all have really good characters in them yeah like yeah to make which is why um Games like Persona Q, where they all like mix and match and stuff like that, are really interesting. Because yeah. then you get all these cool personalities gelling together. Totally. Um, Makes sense. But yeah, play Persona 4, it's great. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've, I think it's just everything that we've played together. Yeah, so let's... I'm trying to see, based on how long we've been running, let's talk about Ooblets first, and then we'll go yeah, to break, okay. and we'll talk about other stuff. So Ooblets came out, like which, which is a game yeah. that we've been talking about for... So I've been following that game for a few years now, and it yeah, I've been, I've been following it ever since that like E3 thing in like 2017 yeah. or whatever. It was, but it was, it was for yeah. sure one of those moments where you see a thing, you're like, "What the fuck is this?" And yeah. you immediately start start looking at. It. So um, it's out on early access. So on Epic Games came out the week before you're hearing this. Um, mm-hmm. It is adorable, but also it is like it's, it's primarily it's adorable. It's primarily That's adorable, the... but it's like. Harvest Moon meets Pokemon meets a card game. A card game almost. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in there. Um 
so like you it has the harvest moon aspect of like you grow crops you build out your farm you upgrade your farm all that kind of stuff you sell stuff on um to make more money you go and talk to the villagers interact with them become friends with the villagers do quests for them yep but also there's the aspect the ooblets themselves which are little creatures that you grow on your farm to get more ooblet uh, to to join your party and then you have dance battles with other ooblets which uses like a a card based the the context the context of it was great because they like when you start the game and like you you go to the new island and you meet the mayor who always dances like that's just her thing like a bunch of people in the game just everybody's this is part of why it's so adorable is like everything is just nice and everybody dances and it's all happy and nothing's ever bad yep. but like you meet up with the, the mayor and she's like talking about stuff and then she's like oh what you don't have ooblets like we should talk about ooblets yep and she explains that like when ooblets when you're like you're doing a battle is they're not really fighting they're just having a dance off and you're like why do they dance it's like i don't know they just like it like yeah, that's so, just what they so do why would, why would you ask it's that not, question it's not a, it's not the context of like the Pokemon thing of like, oh yeah, they battle because the trainer needs to be the best or something like that. It's like, I don't know, they dance because that's what they do. Like they just like dancing I mean, at each other. It was always the eternal problem with Pokemon, right? Is that like, once you think about it too hard, it gets kind of dark where you're capturing these creatures yeah. and then making them like dogfight. It's um But yeah, yeah, these these are just the Ooblets wanna dance against each other and totally. then when they, when they have a dance battle it, it, it even goes as far as like the, you don't beat people because the losing side, your guy still runs up and it's like, oh, you did great, good job. And then they give you the seed that lets you grow the ooblet. And then totally. yep. nothing's ever bad. Like, it's never, there's always a good twist on the thing that's happened where the ooblet lost, but your guy is like, oh, you did great, buddy, well done. Totally. One of the things I really like, like, on top of it being, like, the, the art style being really, really cool, and, like, there's, it does the thing that I don't think a Nintendo game of this type can do, where it does have this kind of, there's an edge to some of the writing in a weird way that like so one of the things when you when you arrive on the island you choose a club to join and all the club mm. descriptions are like they like outdoors and it, it determines basically what your first ooblet is and there's like these are the outdoorsy ones these are the ones that like cute stuff and then there's the other one that's like we are um we are socially awkward and you're like oh yeah okay sure we are we are bad at talking to people. We are bad at talking to people. Um, okay, sure, yes, I will join that club. That sounds fun. But and like, some of the conversations and some of the the dialogue had it just has this like kind of yeah, sinister, there's a woman, there's the a wrong word. Well, I don't know the woman. There was a woman on the beach that I talked to that told me that the government was watching me. And I don't oh, yeah, know that. That's the that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Where it's like there's stuff in there that there would never be a Nintendo game. Like it just wouldn't yeah. happen. Like there's a guy. Uh, one of the 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 areas you go to, but there's like a a bunch of like dance battles you have to do, and one of the guys is just like illegally selling stuff, and you're like, yeah, okay, sure, like I I get the illusions that are happening here, and it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, there's just there's it's got a really good scent. Like it would be very easy to do that game where it's just like cute overload, but it's like it's not cute. No, it's, it's just like it's the right nice. It's, it's the right. Yeah, it's the right balance of like it's adorable enough to where it's not like super cutesy all the time, but yeah. it is it's every- just like a nice sort of environment. And the fact that like everything has a different name, like everything has a cute name yeah. associated with it, just it it wraps back around from being annoying to being adorable again, where it's like 
Oh yeah, like one of the resources you need to build build um machines and stuff is like obsidian and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, like it's everything has a name. Everything has a like and everyone treats it is like it, oh, it, of course it, this is the way it is. It's a real a real living world where everything is about ooblets and yeah. that is that's just what they do. And it really does feel like like more even than games like Animal Crossing, it really does feel like you've been dropped into a into a place that has existed for ages and has their own like quirks and yeah you're it's it's the it's the harvest moon effect of like you're this new person that has arrived in town and there's like an established thing with people even, that have jobs and i think the thing is like the game doesn't try and like lore dump you at any point whereas it's like oh. one, of the, one of the tasks you get early on is like hey we need to send a gift basket to the ooblet high council and you're like wait there's mm. an ooblet high council like the implications of that are amazing but they just don't go into it yeah, like, yeah of course they were like the, the quest is like oh yeah the ooblet high council won it what's the name of the island again i can't remember is it badge uh, town, badge town. Yeah. yeah badge town like, oh yeah the ooblet high council would have shut down badge town or like wait that, what happens like, like there's an ooblet high council they go about shutting down towns yeah. like what the fuck is going on in this grander world where there's some sort of like of like hand that is going down going like no this town doesn't exist anymore exactly. like, like there's, is... there's the implications of some of this stuff is really great um yeah and and like you, you do yeah. quite you do quests where you like build a robot that just tells you what people like and stuff yep. like that it's, the, the hanker bot yeah. yeah there's a whole big quest line about people some women made a printing press for friendship stickers yep and yeah totally. would fix that like it's just it, it's nice but it's, it's like it's nice in a different way of uh, Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing is nice because it's just really relaxing and like a cool place to be. This is like nice in the sense of like everybody's really friendly. Yeah, there's no like the the music is super nice and upbeat. the The art style is very like it's um like very lightly shell shaded, but um shell shaded, cell shaded, cell shaded, yeah. Uh, but like with big color and stuff like that, like it's a very vibrant world. So yeah. it's just like people being very nice. Like what, what the dance that? battle. Like the actual the actual mechanic of the dance battles is it, it's more than I expected it to be. Totally, because it's yeah. like as a as a person who plays card games, it is it's got it's got the the elements of card games of like. So the whole point is that you have you have a a hand of cards that is like dance moves. Mm-hmm. That will get you points, and you have to get to a specific point total. But then there are other cards that are like you can play to like draw a card. You can like play to get your hype up, which then increases the. So if one thing gave you three points, and it gives you four if you have yep. one hype level. Yep. Um. So there I are mean, like status effects and stuff that you can throw out. So it actually becomes a little bit more tactical because I discovered totally. that like there's like an ooblet that has a move that is like it plays its card, and then it says in two turns it's gonna bust out this move that gives it like 18 points yeah, or something I like that. Yeah, I got hit with that. So you have to be like, oh shit, so you can like stun it and like stop it from the move going off and stuff like that. Yeah. So it actually becomes more about like, it's, it's still, it's, what, it's what's called in um, uh, in card games, it's called a like very fishbowl-y style thing where it is more about like, I'm going to do my thing and not interact with you unless I absolutely have to. Right. It's sure. one of those. It's all about like, Oh, I play this card to like get a mana for free, and then I draw a card, and then you're basically like fishing, looking for your good stuff. Yeah, so that's very fetchbully. Unless yeah. it gets to the point where this person's like, "I'm going to get 18 cards in two turns." And they're like, "Oh shit!" Like draw a card, stun yeah. him, like get him out of the game or whatever. 
yeah, it's, um, it was definitely the first it's couple. Cool. The... Like, I think it's, it is more than just I play this card to do this dance move. Hey, look, totally. it's cool. Like, like the first, the first couple, the first couple you do, it does seem kind of simplistic. You're like, ah, is this all this is going to be? Like, I'm just like trying to get on point. But then, like, by the time you start getting into some of the future, some of the later ones, you're like, oh, there's actually yeah. there's a hundred percent like. I need to. You start growing the lighter ooblets, yeah, yeah. And as they level up and they get some more like really sinister powers, where you're like, "Oh, yeah, okay, I'm gonna take." So you've got hype, like you said, like hype, which increases the the. I keep wanting to say damage. It's not damage. Increases your points you get per card. Yeah. But then you get you can also inflict fluster, which does the opposite. So especially there was there was a, a dance battle I was doing where it was like I had like eight hype and seven fluster so they're all just cancelling each other out and you're trying to manage all yeah. this stuff and yeah it's it's really well thought out and it's actually and again for an early access game like it's super polished as well like i haven't seen yeah. any huge issues um the animation if we had a category for best run animation in a game ublitz would win oh, yeah, the fucking the, mile the little- the little lag that your head does yeah. when you start running in a direction. Yeah. So, so it's like my so favorite, like, my favorite animation in the game is the the fucking the dancing of the villagers because, like you were saying, the the developer used like a connect to yeah map body motion onto models and stuff like that. So they look super realistic. Yeah. But it is this like really weird cartoony cat. So like the 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 mayor, like I was saying, does a lot of dancing, but she's like doing dancing in a circle and like doing different moves and it's really fluid yep. because they've done this mapping thing yeah so it's, 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 obviously, it's, obviously they've been like well dancing's a big part of it so we need to do due diligence and make yeah. sure the dancing looks good like the core team for this game is like two people and like i've been following it yeah. for long enough where i've been like i've been following like dev blogs and stuff like that of them like yeah we hooked up connect so we could do motion capture for all the dancing that we're doing and it's just like it's just the two of us dancing it's like okay sure yes do that and it looks really good it's really effective but yeah. because because they've got a small team they're doing a lot of procedural animation as well where like the difference between your standard run animation and like your sprint animation is basically like your torso just leans back so yeah. you end, so you end up with some really interesting animation things where like you can like with the animation start layering where you're sprinting while doing something so you're like lying like your torso is backwards while doing a thing and especially when you do it on top of like you get um for the farm you get like um i can't remember what they're called but like basically paths that yeah. make you run faster without using stamina and then if you do that on top of sprinting while also doing it like it's yeah they've it's it's a really good use of like we have a small team and we need to make the best use of the resources that we have. But then mm-hmm. on top of that, like there is so much furniture. There are so many like hats and clothes. There's just like, there's so much stuff in there already. Um, yeah. I haven't actually seen what the, the, what they have in terms of like a roadmap about what's happening, but like that game has been updated at least twice since it came out. Um, yeah. It's been, it's been updated every day that I've got to play it. Yes. It's, um, um also, like, complete they, side they, note. They have, like, they have, like, highlighted areas of, like, this is a work in progress yep, and stuff this is coming like soon, um, all that kind of stuff. Complete side note, because it's only on the Epic Store right now, um, the Epic Store needs to get better at um, letting you know when it has an update, because what will happen, and it happened to me a bunch of times, especially because I'm doing, like, I'm streaming from the office to the living room to play it. Oh, yeah, yeah, will, yeah. 
boot up Ooblets, and then the game will just crash and boot you back to the desktop. And you're like, what the fuck happened? And you'll boot it again, and it'll crash. And then the second time it crashes, the Epic Store will pop up and go, this game needs an update. And you're like, oh, fuck, just do the update. Like, uh, tell me so beforehand. Yeah, there's, a thing, there's a thing that um, I've done where if you launch Ooblets, it'll come up and say, Ooblets needs to update before you can play it. And you go, okay. And so then it, it just downloads the update. It didn't it. do that for me. And I think it's because of the uh, way okay. I'm doing the streaming. I think it's directly starting the exit. Yeah, and then the epic stores kicking in and going oh by the way you need an update but yeah it's had like two updates since um since it started which has fixed bugs there was a really good bug where you get instruments in the game for doing various things so you had the the um, so at one point you get like the horn and the drum and i equipped the horn and was like running around the thing just tooting the horn and then switched to the drum and the drum would beat but also i could still toot the horn yeah I, i had that as well and then I unequipped the horn and I could still toot. It was, yeah, like that was dumb, but I... So I, I got it where um, I, had a, I had a horn, a drum, and a maraca. Right. And you can stack it to where all three go off at once. Oh, really? With one button. Yeah, yeah I could so you just get... hit a button and it's like a, hoot, a toot, a drum hit, and a maraca shake I all at get, once. I couldn't get the maraca to work. It was just continually tooting. I was just like, okay, sure. But they fixed a bunch of that and like... The only, the only, the only thing so far, like that, maybe needs a little bit of a tweak is like maybe the inventory system, like moving stuff on and off your hotbar. Like, I understand you can make the yeah. hotbar bigger, um, which would probably solve a chunk of that problem. But I'm, I am finding, especially if you're using a controller, like there's a lot of like manually moving stuff backwards and forwards off your hotbar. Like, um, yeah, I suppose that, you, that and uh, the other thing that I've noticed is the like auto pathing sometimes breaks. Yes. So like that's. Like if you're highlighting stuff in it, like you can go and tell him to like break a rock or something like that, and he'll like path. But sometimes he'll get caught and then freeze. But yeah, it's not like a big thing. But it's also, like, it, but it also seems like they've dealt with that. In some so I've had I've had a couple of ish, a couple of bugs where um, there's a specific section of the the village where um, stuff will usually spawn like a mushroom or something like that, but it's behind a fence. But you can get close. Oh enough, yeah, you can get close is. enough to activate like pick the thing and the character will normally like run round and get it like they're normally pretty good at doing that but there's definitely been a couple of times where like you'll try and you'll activate something and they'll have a journey to get to the thing and especially if you're talking to someone like behind one of those fences like they'll have to run mm. around and do it but eventually it'll just time out and be like okay let's just start the conversation like they know that the pathing is not 100% so they've coded in like the ability to like if you're not there within four seconds to start the conversation same with, yeah. like, opening doors. Like, I've had a couple of problems with doors. Like, nothing huge, just, like, minor things. But definitely, like, you'll use a door, the door will open, your character will stay still, and then they'll run in. Like, you're not quite there, but it'll get it'll fudge it enough to, like, they've taken into account the fact that it's not 100%, and they've smartly yeah. thought about it. Um, I definitely had a moment where I, the the gate between your farm and the and the town... I've definitely ran through that gate and not gone to the town and gone off the world. Oh no! Oh, yeah, not and, then, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" I ran out of roads and then gone backwards. And the moment where I hit the gate, it triggered and went to, went to the town, which is pretty good. But yeah, it seems it seems super together. Like all the stuff that you want yeah, in like, that game, it's is not there. it's not horribly it's not horribly broken. No, or anything. By no means, just lots of little yeah. things that that will not affect. Um, yeah, that will not affect the game so far. Um, it's super cool. I'm really enjoying it, and like yeah, I, 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 
I think I said to you yesterday, like, because I've never been a Harvest Moon person or a Stardew Valley person. Like, it's never clicked for me. And I don't yeah. know what it is about this game, but I was doing the, I'll just do one more day. And then it's 3 a.m. Yeah, like, that's, oh, that's, shit. How it, that's how it gets you. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, it was the the, pro- the problem that um, my girlfriend had when I showed her Stardew Valley and was like, oh, you should try this. I think it's good. Is that there's something up in her brain where instead of being like, oh, one more day, she goes like one more season and oh, then no. it jumps from like 10 p.m. to like 4 a.m. and like nothing. Like, it's, yeah, I don't know what it is where she just doesn't have any like day by day restraint. She yeah. just goes, all oh, right, it's summer. I'll wait until autumn and then go. Yeah. Like, it's. And yeah. it's got like the, the, the loop of the thing is really good because like you'll leave your house at the start of the day and there'll be mail for you, which at some point we'll also have. Oh, so this person's looking for this specific item if you want to increase your friendship. And you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I, I've got that ready. I'll just go do that. And it's like, oh, but I need to just de weed some of this stuff. And it's there. Oh, my, my sweetie bee ears are ready. I better just pick them and put them in the, the, the churner to make them thing, to make fructose. And then, oh, but like, oh, but I okay, I'll just go make the sprinkler for the thing and then I'll put the sprinkler in and it's fine. And it's like, okay, fine. And then it's night time. You're like, oh, I'll go to sleep. Oh, look, there's mail. And it just keeps going. And it's just, yeah, I, I get it. I 100% get it now. The, yeah, um, that's just I, what that game does. It's like, oh, one more day. But I've seen some, keep going and going. I've seen some clips of some really big farms as well, like really intricate, like, well Oh, yeah, you'll farms. start. You'll, you'll start doing... What what as pros do, which is like thinking in your head about like grid systems and yep. like how to set it up. Totally. I basically need to know I need to know what the spread of a sprinkler is, like yep. how wide the sprinkler goes, and then you totally. can start thinking about what grids you need to set up. Yeah. So like um, the, the the basic sprinkler is like a nine uh, a three by three with a gap in the middle, and you're like, okay, sure, I can build. No, the, the basic sprinkler. The, another thing I liked the basic sprinkler, which is literally just like a water gun. Oh, is sorry, like yes, a three by, like a three by one line. Yeah. So that's like. It's useful, but it's not that useful. You want like the one that is square and goes yep. out in a square. Yep. Um, um, but yeah. Yeah. You start thinking about okay, so I need to. But I definitely had the moment where it was like, okay, I need to wait for all these crops to be done, and then I need to reorganize a bunch of this to take account of these sprinklers, and then that, and then I need to make more paths and build some sprinklers. And yeah, it's yeah, I totally. I, I get it, and I'm in, and I'm definitely putting some time into this thing for sure. Yeah. Um, cool, let's go to break and we'll come back and talk about the other game we've got. Um, and yes, the music for this week I'm pulling out of the Super Hot Mind Control Delete soundtrack. Specifically mm-hmm. because I, I don't know, like, I I don't know what it is about the last Super Hot, but I didn't really associate music with it that much. Um, no. Um, but this time around they've definitely they've gone for a different approach where it's like it'd be very easy to just have like a like an EDM soundtrack for this thing but they've definitely taken like a a more unsettling electronic approach to it where everything because like, anyone who's played the game like knows there's this there's this layer of like nastiness underneath like in, at the story level um, or kind of grime underneath a lot of the story stuff um, yeah. and this they've taken like a really kind of like unsettling approach to the 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 electronic part of the soundtrack but one of the levels that you come across a bunch is like the club level and it's just this like it's f- like filthy but filthy in a different way it's just like aggressive like club like it, it the john wick reference is obviously there but like it's just like it's just hard and aggressive in your ears while you're doing all this death ballet yeah 
Um, it's very good. So this is the... Let me make sure I get this. So Zardonic, who's done a few games, I think, did this the soundtrack for this. Um, and this is the Hyper Hot remix of the Super Hot theme. Um, so check the post for links and you can pick that up. And we'll be back with some games and some news after this. the hyper hot mix of the super hot theme from uh, by Zardonic from super hot uh, mind control delete I keep getting the name of that in the wrong order it's, um, it's, it's a crazy name yes. yeah um, it looks like the soundtrack is free on steam if you own the game which you may have already got for free if you own super hot so it's a good mix a uh, good bundle that you'll get stuff there so yeah. the last thing we probably need to talk about is um is deadly premonition 2 right <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I kind of don't too. either, but we should probably address it because we were uh, very excited yeah. about this thing coming out. Um, yeah, I guess so. Uh, so, Deadly Premonition 2, what's it called again? A, a Blessing in Disguise. Blessing in Disguise. Yeah. So, sequel to strange cult hit video game Deadly Premonition. Um, arguably one of the best games ever made while also being one of the worst games yep. ever made. Um, developed by um, Sweary, well, written by Sweary, uh, Sweary sixty five, who you would may also know from such hits as D four and yep. uh, what was the missing, thing? the missing, uh, yeah, other strange games, other fucking crazy weird games. Yes. Like he's he's famous for having a vision yes, and for sure executing on his vision, but not executing on good video games, which yeah. is. Which makes them really interesting and different. So Deadly Premonition 2 was really cool because it was weird that a game like Deadly Premonition was going to get a sequel. Yeah. Um, and as a Switch game, mm-hmm. it, is, it is both a sequel and a prelude to the original Deadly Premonition because yep. it's about it's like FBI agents talking to Zach as he is an old man yes but about a case from before the greenvale incident when he was still york yeah yeah which is the first game when he was still york i'm realizing that anyone who doesn't know what happens in the preparation one i know all of this sounds ridiculous yeah so you're following francis special agents fbi special agent francis york morgan yeah you call him york because that's what everybody calls that's what everyone calls him yep yeah in a case in a made-up town in Louisiana near, uh, oh Christ, what's the name of the town? Uh, New Lacar? Orleans. Yeah, oh, near New Orleans, in a made-up town called Lacare that Lacar. is um, that there has been some strange murders that is happening, and it has some weird cultish elements in it, and that's kind of his bread and butter. Yeah. And he's on holiday in Lacare, and someone tells him about it, and he's like, "Well." 
all right, I guess I'll help out. This is an FBI case now. But it's not, um, it's not even helping out. Like, it's, the, it's kind of what he does with Greenvale as well, where... Like he just goes he just in and goes. Over. This is yeah. my case now, and I really actually like the moment because it's one of the things that people what? kept calling out about the first game was they just shows up and is like, "I now run this case." And in this case, like he turns up to the sheriff of the town, is like, "Okay, I run this case now." And the guy's like, "Cool, awesome, you go to it. It's fine." None yeah. to me. It's, it's, it's a clip where, like, in the first game, when he turns up and is like, "This is an FBI case now," and everybody goes, "Wait, what? Why are the FBI in this small town?" Yeah. This time, the guy has gone like, "Yeah, sure, fucking you do it. I don't yeah. want to do it." Um, we don't have workers yeah. in this town so it is it is ins- it is profoundly weird yeah. and strange but like weird, the- weird in that weird in because it's very easy for a game to be weird but both with Deadly Permission and a lot of his other games actually it's weird in a way that like you really want to know what happened like it's not just like yeah. off the wall it's like there is a through line here and like everyone is just off kilter enough, where you're like, I really want to see what the hell they do with this. Um, yeah, like also yeah. like like you, you you get a you get the point of it very quickly because the, the game starts with you like checking into the hotel mm. or like in the hotel, and you very quickly realize that the the head chef, the chief porter, and the concierge are all the same person with different accents. Um, with different accents, but and you know they're the same person because they have the same name. Yep. But they won't admit that they're the same person. They yes. say, "Oh no, it's three different people, all called David." Yep. And then the further you go into it, the hotel's also called, also owned by someone called David Jarry. Yep. That so there's four David Jarrys, and you know they're the same person, but the guy won't admit it. So it's this sort of level of like the characters are all super strange in a really interesting way totally. that drives you into being like i i want to know what the fuck is going on here because everybody's so weird like the, but... the, the sheriff of the town obviously like not much happens in this town but like the sheriff is constantly like making up movie titles based on the stuff yeah that's happening he's, around doing, he's doing the he's doing the 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 movie tagline the, the in the world sort of thing yeah totally. like that his, his like verbal tick is just making those up at the end of sentences yeah and it's like so weird and like nobody reacts to it except for his daughter who like hits him for it and yeah. then everybody else is just kind of like ah whatever that's just what, this he, does. Is what he does there's, yeah. an old, there's an old lady who's obsessed with bowling because her dying husband told her that she had like some sort of weird premonition that something important was gonna happen if she bowled a perfect game yep and like it's so like the bits, it, it, the bits it's of, deadly premonition level of profoundly weird to the point of being interesting. Totally, and like it's, it, it does it does it's the bits of these games that I really enjoy are still really good in this game where it's like it's weird characters who are written pretty well and like it is genuinely funny at points, not just funny because it's weird. Oh yeah, totally, there is um, a scene. There, there's, there's a there's a scene in that game where it is is hysterical and it's hysterical because. The situation itself is really funny, and then Sweary's directing of it mm-hmm. is like it's the, it's a scene where you you go into like a weird sort of like voodoo curio shop, yeah, and oh god, you, right, the, yeah. The guy behind the counter tries to sell York a, and York is like obsessed with, for some reason, obsessed with the deep south of like southern culture and like voodoo and all the weird shit that well, happens. It never really, it, it never really came out as like obsessed about deep south, like. The reason why a lot of this game works is that Yorks just has this childlike wonder at everything, where everything yeah. is like everything is like 
every meal he has is like the best meal he's ever had and is fascinated to know where it came from and how it, and it's all that kind of stuff yeah. and so, so initially this area where you're like obviously being like louisiana as soon as you come across and there's like a voodoo shop you're like ah fuck are you going to really go down some really horrible stereotypes here and then you go into the shop and it's like the locals are all like this fucking shop holy shit like just selling shit yeah. to tourists and the guy behind the stall is obviously like playing it up for tourism and he doesn't fucking believe yeah. it it's yeah, yeah so, he, so he like he goes into this shop and the guy behind the counter is like supposed to be some mystic that can tell the future and produces this this i mean the word for it in scotland is gonk but i don't know what the <laughs> okay like just like the shitty figures that you buy in souvenir shops. And he produces this thing that is like an alligator with a top hat and a cane. And I'm, he's like, wait, I'll, oh sorry, my God. I've never heard the phrase gonk before. What are you talking about? It, it's, it's just like, that's just what that is. It's like uh, the shit figures that you buy from souvenir shops. Well, I've, okay, sure. Gonk. Yeah, I heard that before. I, okay, I don't know. Sure. That's, that's, just what it, that's just what it's referred to as in like Scotland. Like, okay. I don't know. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I hope it doesn't have any like horrible undertones. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to very quickly Google that while you're talking. If it does, I apologize profoundly, but that's just what, that's like just what it was called. Um, but yeah, <laughs> okay, so sorry, you're probably good because you put in Scotland gonk and it produces like an Etsy page full of just Scottish tat that's all yeah, there. It's, okay. it's, 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 it's tourist shit, like that's what that is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, produces this fucking thing. And the mystic behind the counter is like, you really need this. And York is like, yeah, I do really need this. And he like, every time he introduces himself, he produces his FBI thing. Yeah. And the shot is, and it's so ridiculous because the, the the figure looks crazy. So it's really funny. Yeah. But then the, the shots are like super zoomed in profiles of the the person behind the counter. And then the figure was just an alligator with a top hat. And then York with his ID in frame. Yep. And it's so... And the cuts are so fast and so zoomed in that it is like almost disorientating. It seems like this that the only really because you see it in like um, small scale like indie movies and stuff like that when when you give someone that has this like singular vision that and that is bizarre complete creative control. Yes, and when they say I want to do this and everybody goes okay, you end up with shots like that. Yeah, but and like other and other things that happen throughout the game where it's just like things happen and you're like how like why are you shooting it like this or like why are they saying it like this or like what is this line of dialogue and it's because this person is going like no that's the thing like i'm doing this it's the weird and it is it's the weird flip side of like a kojima like figure right where like you look at a kojima yeah, game totally. you're like yeah. he has 100 percent control of every part of the writing of this for better or worse right but like and that, that was always the thing that people were talking about when daily permission kind of came out of because it kind of didn't launch particularly great, and then eventually, like word of mouth was like, "You need to." No, oh, yeah, it was a, it was a twin. It was a slow, thing. yeah, it's a slow cult build of yeah. like people going like, "You should maybe look at this thing." Like it is. So when D four, so when D four got announced, which was like the next big game he was doing after it, the thing was always yeah. going to be like, "Does he understand why we like Deadly Premonition?" And it turned out mm. the more and more he went on, the more he was like, "Yes, hundred percent, he understands." the things that it liked and it wasn't just lightning in a ball. Like D4 was D4 was probably even weirder than the Deadly Premonition. Oh D four D four got so bizarre. Like But that it was, still it, yeah. it still had that that kind of eccentricity quality to it. It was really good. And then like when he went and did the missing, like the missing is a is a strange game, but is much more serious 
and it worked. Yeah, the, like the, it best, took... the best thing is like the the best thing is like perhaps the most grounded that Swery has ever been. Like totally. that's... Like, like in that game, like he has a story to tell, he wants to tell it, and it has like it has morals, it has meaning, it has like all of that kind of stuff in there, but it still has that sweariness to it of like Yeah, it's still bizarre. Yeah, and like the, the construction of it is is interesting in that way. So yeah, so yeah. You, you get into you get into Daily Premotion 2 and like immediately like these conversations are exactly what I want. York is exactly the way I want him to just be like amazed at everything. Yeah. York, are... York within the within the within the first ten minutes of that game, York is already like super amazed about the food and talking about super obscure movies. Totally. Like that yeah. is not even obscure movies. He's just talking about movies. He's a movie buff and just talks about movie facts the entire time. Yeah, um, and I quite like having the which the, is exactly what it is. Yeah, and I quite like having the foil of I've forgotten what the 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 sheriff's daughter's name is. Um, oh. But... Uh, Oh, what, what, I can't even remember what her acronym is. She yeah, calls, oh, she, she gets called something else. Yes, but basically, the sheriff's the sheriff's daughter um, kind of is your like your assistant, sidekick. your sidekick for this entire thing, and she's very like like wise wise beyond her years, and is like does not take any shit from anyone, and is like knows the place really well, and is like and it's just like every now and then it's just like the fuck are you doing but yeah, he, getting... she she is the, she is there to play the straight man yeah. of being like what the fuck is this like also she, does... she's the one she's the one that when you go to that curio store she's like yeah no fucking nobody goes yeah, in there like this is a, a tourist trap like a tourist like, trap yeah. yeah um but also she appreciates that like he's he like york does get the job done and like sees the things that you yeah. can't see and all this kind of stuff like it's a really interesting relationship it's the thing yeah it's the thing that that happened in deadly premonition with emily as well yes where it is totally. like she calls him out on his bullshit, and then he does his like profiling thing, and everybody goes, "Oh no, he's actually pretty good at his job." Yeah. Granted, a lot of that leads him into like a bizarro other realm where monsters exist and stuff like that. But yeah. it's still him being like looking at a crime scene and being like, "Oh yeah, you can tell this happened and this happened and this person," and like, yeah, he's still good at being a detective. And they, they, um, they've added some more stuff on top of. Um... The mechanic, so the profiling thing was the the kind of mechanic from the first game where you would examine a scene and you would get bits of it, and as you got bits of it, it would fill out like this yeah. kind of slideshow of like here's what happened here. They've added some more stuff in there where you're still examining like crime scenes, but they're like they may not actually be crime scenes, and they've added like the evidence board where at the end of the day, like basically York quizzes you as the player about yeah did, did you pay attention about who this guy is and who this guy is and what this person york does? york york talks to zach which yeah. in this case is basically you yeah. and asks you what happened in the case so then, asks you to pay attention totally. which is so weird in a game like this because you normally like all that stuff just gets tracked and you can just look up and go oh right that's that thing like you have to pay attention and be like oh yeah that's what that person that's how they are related to this and that's what they do for a living and all this kind of stuff yeah um, so that whole part of it is basically exactly what I wanted from this game but then it is yeah so then, basically... then it gets to the point where you start talking about having to play it and yeah. you can basically uniformly say probably don't play this game even though it's super weird and interesting and different Yeah, you can't physically play it and there's because a, it is there's a couple of parts to this right there's the pure technical yeah, aspect yeah there's so many yeah, which is just like this is possibly the worst technical game that has come out like in a box, like proper game 
in a yeah. long time. Like the Switch has always had problems with like it's kind of the Switch is more hit and miss, I think, than any other, any console I've known in a long time about performance. Where you're like stuff that you don't think should push the system as hard as it is, like has real real performance issues, and even stuff like yeah. Breath of the Wild, like even back in the day, like that game didn't perform great in all situations, but it was playable, mm-hmm. right? And you could see it like really straining at the corners of what the system could yeah. do. This game is just like when you do when anything outside in that game, and it is kind of a pseudo open world game, so you are like running around this town a lot on a skateboard. Yeah. It just like That's another fucking bizarre one, but yeah. yeah like single digit frames consistently. Oh yeah, like even dropping to like hitching at points, yeah, like totally. it, it's like almost like you're hitting a wall and it's loading the rest of the world for a couple of seconds where it just stops and like, then goes you again. Go, you go fast enough on the skateboard and it does feel like it has to load the next section, and you're just like, yeah, it's just it's it's borderline unplayable. I mean, it's like yeah, it's absolutely, yeah. especially when like some of the cool parts of the first game was like the stuff that would just randomly happen out in the world, where you'd just be like these weird like happening what are they called happenings or there was a, uh, like the haunted areas basically oh um, the the other the other world or whatever but yeah. like there was stuff that happened out in the world and there's like there's missions that you do like out in the open world and all this kind of stuff but like you can't do any of it because it's just no. so unplayable getting and like even it it it's, it's, it's compounded by the fact that anytime you enter or exit a building the load times are just a bit yeah. too long Oh, yeah. And then yep. you get out into the world, and it runs so bad, and it, yeah. and it, it's like not even so. Like the, the you get to that, and so it's, it's it's borderline unplayable. And then sometimes York starts talking, which is fine because that happened to Deadly Premonition yep. as well when you were driving in the car. He would like talk to Zach about movies and stuff like that. Yeah, but in this game, it seems like he has three things that he can say totally, and then that's it. And, and also. So it, it gets t- really grating, and the sound effects are so bad that the, they're is, like the audio mix is terrible. Like yeah, when you the, like, the, when you're the, on the, the skateboard, skateboard, the skateboard yeah. wheel noise is like 0.5 of a second long, and it loops infinitely, and it's so much louder than anything that is there. Than like the dialogue, than the the music, yeah, it's just it just overpowers everything. It's so bad, and um, also like it's it's, it's just these weird weird things that are in there so like when you're on the skateboard and you're riding around the town is not like you say is normally the point where york will talk to zach about whatever it is that's one of the three lines that usually he movies yeah yeah but it seems like it's tied to speed and not being on the skateboard where there's definitely been times where like i've been riding the skateboard middle of dialogue and i'll like accidentally like clip a clip a post or something like that and you'll like drop to zero and the dialogue will just stop like i haven't got off yeah. the skateboard it feels like it's tied to the speed you're going as opposed to like, I'm on a skateboard going somewhere. It's just like, that sounds more difficult than just having it be tied basically to being on. It's such a weird yeah. decision. And like, and then they, they add all this stuff on, like there's like skateboard trick, there's like trick um, courses and stuff like that. Like yeah. when you're trying to do it in two frames a second. Yeah, you have to run it like three frames so, a second or whatever. It's... So th- I think I'm basically at the point where, because I, I was going yesterday to be like, okay, I'm going to put some more time in before we record the podcast just to, to yeah. really get to, the more, get to it. And I got to a point where there's a mission you have to do, like on top of all the technical stuff we talked about, which is making it really difficult to play. 
there's a mission I got to, which was like, hey, you need to get ingredients for a thing. And you can get the rest of the ingredients. And then one of the ingredients, you go to the person that's like, hey, can you make me this thing? And they go, sure, but I only, I only make it on Mondays. I'm like, okay, cool. It's currently Wednesday, and I have no idea how to get to Monday in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. And I don't know whether the game is expecting me to go and do all the side missions, which I don't want to do because it's running at three frames a second. Yep. I don't know whether I need to just sleep for five days in which case that's $600 worth of hotel fees that I don't have right now. Yeah. Like, I don't, I feel like I'm missing something. I have no idea. Yeah. I've got no idea to be honest. Um, so I'm like, okay, well I'm just going to wait to get for this to get patched. Right. Because like, if they can fix some of the performance issues, I'll go run around the world and do stuff. If they can like, maybe this is a bug. Maybe there is a way of doing this. I don't know. But like, yeah, the game doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. Like it's it, still, it's still like Deadly Premonition One, where even when you do side quests, it tells you what you need to do, but not where you need to do it totally. or how you need yep. to do it. Yeah. So you just it, you get told, "Hey, go kill thirty killer bees," and you're like, "I don't know where the bees are. Like you've not told me. No, I didn't even realize there were bees. So I don't know how it." For this mission specifically, like it doesn't update the task when you get that information of like it'll be available on Mondays. Like the task yeah. is still just like get the thing, and I. I, I thought I was losing my mind enough where I thought I'd misread what the woman said, where it was like, you can't just mean like, wait till Monday, right? And I went back and talked to her and she was like, this is back to her normal conversation of like, do you want to buy something? I'm like, no, give me that line again. Like, let me check what the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and like, the other thing, like purely from a technical level, like the performance issues are a thing I have not seen in a game in a long time where yeah. the first overworld uh, the first other world section where it does like the weird oh, God, area with yeah. the mission like that section runs at like a reasonably solid 30 so like, you say that I, you said this to me and it was like yeah it runs at three frames a second on the outside but when you get inside they do stuff it's better and you're right it is better but then the first time i walked up to try and break a box like just punch a yes, box totally. open the animation went the fist connected with the box and the game notice, noticeably hitched for a yes, second totally and then the box broke I was like, that's not better. That's... But it's like, at least running around, like... It's, yeah, you it, can it, move, it's a, I it's guess. A, it's a usable third-person shooter at that point. Um, but, like... And then you get to the end of that first section, which is, like... I don't know if you finished that bit. Yeah. But, like, the bit the bit at the end with the, your first, like, investigation room, basically, where you're mm-hmm. checking all the stuff. That room dropped back down to, like, ten. Yeah. And you spin the it... room round... And as soon as you have sort of like ghostly figures in the room, as soon as you're not looking at them, this frame rate spikes back up again. And then yep. you turn it, you turn the camera around and it drops. You look at the floor and it's, 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 the technical issues are literally just, it's trying to draw something that's too expensive, which is yeah. not a thing I've seen in a long time. No. Like, not since like PS2 days where like, yeah, if you look at the floor, the, the frame rate jumps up. Like that just doesn't happen in modern game engines like it just doesn't happen because of the way the engines are built nowadays it just does not happen so for it to go back to the idea of like yeah if you want to like reverse around the corner so you're not looking at the expensive thing so which which the only positive i can see out of that is that it seems fixable like it seems like there's possibly some bug fixing that needs to happen in there to make that work oh yeah absolutely yeah but like it's just bizarre the other thing that I saw in the the other world thing, which I've heard other people talk about as well, is that for some random reason, at some random point, 
it just takes away your ability to like fight yep. at all. Hundred percent. So, like I was talking to you about this, where like it's, I don't know what it's tied to, but every so often, like it it stops letting you be able to like aim your gun yep. or sprint or really? punch or do anything like it takes away all control from you for no reason and i can't find a way to get it back other than reload yep reload and that is it. so fucking bad like it when you the get way- to the end of that thing and then suddenly you can't fight anything and you just have to go all the way back it, totally. it kills it it's and so even, terrible even stuff like like even like some of the bugs are so reproducible. So like the first thing I saw when this gate when the, the embargo for this uh, the review embargo came up was I watched Jim Sterling's impressions of it, right? Yeah. And Jim Sterling's a huge fan of that first game. Like huge fan of Sway yeah. t- completely. And that video starts with him in a section reasonably early on in the game where he had hit a bug where a cutscene happens and then it comes back to your control and your HUD is totally gone and you can't interact with anything. I was mm-hmm. like, that's a weird bug, but I could see how that could maybe happen. And then I got to that pit, and the exact same thing happened in exactly the same way. And the only way to do it is to fast travel and fast travel back, and suddenly your HUD kicks on and you can do stuff. And it's just like, the fact that it's that reproducible, Yeah, like, it just, it really feels like, it just feels like they needed more time. It just, it feels like this game had to come out on this day or something was going to happen. Like, it just really feels like it needed some more polish, some more QA, some more time put into it and it's it, it just makes no sense and it just it is it is wild that this game came out in this state it's just yeah like, i know even for a game that's like like i never expected this to be a mechanical masterpiece right because none of swearies games are right deadly permission was not like it was a oh barely- god deadly permission was barely held together yeah like it, 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 it was more it's more held together than this but yes. it like barely held together. But even like even as a third person shooter, like it it it's technically a third person shooter, but it was not fun to be a third person shooter. Like I oh, expected, no. I expected that. To the, the only where... the only way that anybody finishes that game is because you get an infinite ammo gun. Totally. Like if you get the infinite ammo submachine gun or assault rifle, then you just breeze through that game. Totally. Um, but um, I, that 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 shouldn't happen. But that's what that game was. Totally. I, but like I expected that. I expected coming this to be it to be a subpar shooter as well as but i'm not there for that like i get that like that's the it's 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 i i understand the hypocrisy of me railing against like bethesda games for this like if you go into this expecting a good playing game you're playing the wrong game like i get that yeah yeah i I came into this knowing that but once you layer on top just from a technical level the problems with this game it's just it's not it's impossible to recommend that anyone plays it until it gets no, patched like significantly. And I don't I, I don't know that it will because like everything that I've heard has been like anytime anybody in the industry has asked about patching it or improving the performance, they said they have no plans. So yeah, so, so, so Jim Sterling again in his video like said he reached out to their PR and said like is this gonna get patched because it's a mess? And they said they originally said no and then the publisher came out and said we are currently looking at ways of we're currently looking at approaches to get it patched and then Swery himself a couple of days ago or I think it was the start of the week as an other related moment uh, which I haven't hit yet so I can't really talk a lot about but there's a lot Mm -hmm. of talk about um, some issues with um, one of the trans characters in the game about how they're treated throughout the game Um, Mm -hmm. Swery came out and said like I've heard a lot of people say this is a problem with the the way this has been written I wholeheartedly apologise I am actively working on rewriting the scene that people have a problem with so he thinks they're going to be able to patch it. 
at some point. Well, he so, wants to change the writing. So he yeah, wants to change writing, so like you can't do that offhand. Like you need to patch the game to be able to do that. So if he's in a position where he can see he can rewrite that scene, theoretically they can patch it. Whether they have the resources to fix the technical bugs or not is probably going to be the issue. But yeah. like it at least seems like they're going to make some changes to the game. Um because it sucks because I do I want to see where it goes because it's only going to get weirder yeah totally. um, yeah and I like the characters I like the way it's written I like a lot of yeah the way they've they've structured this thing like I, I heard I heard some people saying again we're super early on so I can't talk about like the entire game as a whole but like there were people talking about some of the, like I said some of the the, the the issues with some the trans character in the game um, some of that kind of stuff and like Apparently, at some point, York does some accents that are questionable, mm, which yeah. I haven't hit yet, but I can see where that might come from and all this kind of stuff. Like, I haven't hit any of that stuff yet. And the fact that Sweary took it upon himself to then say, like, I have heard what people have said and I am going to actively work on it suggests that there's going to be some. It's going to get. It's maybe not. If there are issues, they're going to get fixed. Is what I mean. Like he's definitely, yeah. he's he, it has not been done deliberately. It's maybe just been a misstep because yeah. again, it's it's the thing we talk about with with again, like you're talking about the auteur stuff with Kojima, right? Like Kojima has a way of writing specific characters, cough, cough, quiet, yeah. where you're like, yeah. um, this is very much Kojima has been in charge of creating and designing and writing these characters, and if you don't like it because Kojima has written these characters right and Kojima will write yeah. these characters and will do it his way and fuck all y'all if you don't like it I don't like it but that's how he writes his characters with this it definitely seems like this has just been like a misstep on his part and yeah. based on what he's saying he seems genuine when he says like I oh, fuck this we'll take another pass at it which is good which is what you want to see right you want to see it. any 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 Anything like this, where the the writing is primarily revolved around one or two people, if somebody comes in and says, "Hey, this thing wasn't great," for them to then go, "Okay, cool, we'll take that feedback and work on it." That's what you want to hear, as opposed to Kojima, yeah, just flip, yeah. as opposed to Kojima just flipping the fingers at everyone and go like, "Oh, I just want naked people so people will cosplay." And you're like, she, breathes her, "She breathes through her skin. It makes Fuck. sense in the story." Fuck. God damn it. That was the moment where I thought Kojima was basically a parody of himself of all the Kojima defenders she, out on the internet. We were like, no, it's for story her, reasons. She drinks through her skin, watch her in the shower. And death, oh God. I've contextualized it, it's fine. There are moments of, I don't think we ever, we never did that Death Stranding spoiler cast, right? But man. No, because I didn't fucking play it. <laughs> oh, did you not? You finished it. I thought you finished it. No, I watched it, but I didn't fucking play oh, it. Oh, okay. It. Fair enough. Yeah, I put the word, I put the time in to finish that game. There are some fucking Fuck quest- no. questionable moments. I mean, Death, Death Stranding hates people playing it. I'm not going to play a game that like doesn't actively want me to play it. That is totally. not- well, it's cool because the PC mode's got 21.9 support, so it's automatically oh. the best game ever created. It supports my super high res Korean monitor that I spent four grand on or whatever. Fucking watching. So that PC. This is unrelated now. I think we're done with daily permission. That yeah, we're done with daily permission too. Don't play it until don't we play fix it, it until they fix it, it for sure. Even if you're a huge fan of the first one, it does not seem worth it right now. Um, yeah. So that PC version of Death Stranding came out um, yes. the week before you're listening to this. Um, on, on sale on Steam for fifty two pounds. Fifty two pounds. Buy, if you want to buy Death Stranding, here's a hint: don't buy Death Stranding. No. 
I cannot recommend that game. But I also doubly cannot recommend that game in a position where the the cool parts, the parts of that game I enjoyed was the fact that everyone was playing at the same time and you did get all the friend interaction stuff where like, hey, this yeah. dude built a bridge and you're contributing to it. And like, you could, like it was dumb, but it was a cool part of that game. Like it was the one part yeah. of that game that I thought it was, it was, it was the, the interesting thing in that game totally. was the sort of weird online so interaction. So what is that game going to be like? Six, when did Death Stranding come out? Like six, was it a year ago? Was it six months ago? A year ago. Right. Uh, well, it was it was last year, but I don't it know last when it year. came out. Where it's only going to be PC players who are still playing it. With a, so theoretically a vastly reduced amount of people playing it. Where that so that system is basically null and void at this point, right? Because you don't have the same level yeah. of people playing it and the same level of interaction. So like there's all that part of it, on top of like that was the cool parts so when you remove that, what is that game? But also yeah. like the fucking and admittedly, it's mainly because I follow Kojima on Twitter and that kind of stuff, where, like, the feed you get through Twitter when you follow him is, like, people just saying it's the greatest thing ever. But, like, people, like, celebrating it as this fantastic thing just because it's a good PC port. And you're like, the fact that they teased, the fact they had a countdown to the release of the PC requirements, and you're just yeah. like, who are you people? What is happening with this fucking cult? Um, and like people, people, there, are people, yeah, there are people still out there that that think that the console war is still a thing, that think that the whole PC masteries thing is still a thing, that fucking it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, like, like the game runs good, that's great, and the game looks. Yeah, like, like, the four K screenshots of that game look fucking great, right? Like, I, yeah, yes, sure. awesome. But like, don't do a countdown for your fucking PC specs. Like, stop playing into this nonsense great you've got 21 nine support like I, I was listening to the 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 bombcast this week and they were talking about um so they got an email and asking about like what's the weirdest embargo stuff that you've heard yeah. that you've had in and we're asking for things they talked about the pc version of death stranding being one of those embargoes where um like here's the things you can talk about here's the things you can't talk about um and one of the things they got along with the thing was like if you're going to do coverage of this thing do not take your own screenshots. Use these screenshots and use these screenshots in this specific order. Do not put them out of chronological order. Whoa, that's like, a weird one. Whoa, that's a weird one. But like, all of the screenshots are like, look at our 21.9 support. And you're like, that's oh, like okay. seven right, yeah. people. Like, and they're not even good screenshots. It's like, here's a truck. <laughs> like, okay, sure. It's a truck and it's a 21 by 9. Yeah, and here's, here's Sam with a head crab because it's got a Half-Life crossover in it. Yeah. It's like, what the, like, what the fuck? Like, I get being proud of your stuff, but like, it's a PC version of a six-month-old game. I mean, nice. if you, if you have a 21 by 9 monitor, you want an excuse to use it, I totally. guess. And not a lot of games have 21 by 9 support. But like, so. like, all, like, the past two Assassin's Creed games have had great 21 by 9 support and widescreen support. Yeah. Like, this is not a, this is not some revolutionary thing. Like, look how good our support is. Like, yeah, you support it. Awesome. Like, there are some, there are seven people that are going to be very, very happy about this. And you're just like, it's such a weird thing to watch people freak out about the PC version of this game. I know. And the people who, like, oh, yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. Don't play Death Stranding. Go watch it. It's, nope. Oh, anyway. Um, yes, so that's all the games. Uh, yes. Well, not all the games, but the games we want to talk about. Um, 
couple of news things just because some things happened. Um, that fucking uh, that fucking uh, Devolver conference happened. Yeah, like <laughs> still, still, still. This guy kill it every year with our conferences. They're all so good that it's fantastic. It's I'm so happy for those guys that they found their style totally. and just run with it every year. Like my question for that stuff is always like so that they're. Well, there, there was two big things that came out the 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 devolver thing. One was like the 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 the, the short film that they made, basically themselves yeah. to, to advertise. It was yeah, it wasn't a conference. It was a short film that had some gameplay trailers in it. Yeah, and that basically, was it. it was it was like it was like how long was it? Like an hour, over an hour. It was like no, it was like long. it was only like half an hour. It wasn't huge. Was it not? No, it was longer than half an hour. Was it? Maybe it was. Surely, it must I have been like forty five minutes. Anyway, but it was like it was like a a conference length, but they showed like. Six games, six games, and the rest total. of the time, the rest of the time was spent on their goddamn fucking world lore, and also talking about games that don't exist for a joke. Like that yep. was, yep, it was um, so great. It was such a good thing, totally. And it was like, yeah, like the fact that the Devolver conferences or the Devolver press things have lore at this point is just so wild. Yeah. And they, it would be so easy to do that thing wrong, but like, oh yeah, the way that those, the way that they write those things with like just enough deep cut references just enough like it being like b-movie in the right way like all yeah, of that kind of, it just all comes together in this really awesome like there was a fucking like walmart canada tossed off comment in there you're like like, like 12 people will get that but yeah i appreciate that it's there and they built so like we i've talked on this podcast and i think i did a video on the carrion which is one of the devolver games that are coming out it's like the the lab grown creature escapes and kills everyone game like yeah they built like a practical puppet yes they built like john carpenter thing level practical effect for which was also on camera for a joke yeah for a joke between that thing talking to phil spencer yeah like that was it's great it's so good i remember talking while that thing was on when they brought on like they had shuyashida they had phil spencer like with cameo parts and it was like and i remember i said out loud if they bring reggie onto this thing I am going to lose oh, my shit because be, yeah. there is zero way Nintendo would sign on for anything involved in this. Like, I'm shocked yeah. that Shoe was on it. The fact that, like, yeah, like, they got they got Shoe Yoshida to say that it was was it like they got to say that something was like fucking crazy or yeah, something like, like that. They got yeah, like there was like a weird line that they just got Shoe Yoshida to say, and he was is, like, yeah, sure, and he said it. It is incredible that any part of Sony Sony Japan PR signed off on that like i am genuinely shocked they got yeah totally to yeah. like phil spencer i can get because like phil spencer is like probably one of the better representatives in video games right now like he is yeah, so sure. good to be like he's great in interviews he's very to the point like he doesn't mince too many words and doesn't like play the game that much like i really enjoy mm-hmm. watching him talk so like for, for getting him on there to do that kind of stuff totally makes total sense um so yeah, there was the whole that thing. And then I remember about halfway through that press conference going, God, they should just make a game. They should just write. Like, yeah. th- this is this whole thing is going to come down to the part that at some point Devolver is just going to... Devolver as a publisher is just going to make a game with this writing staff doing a, doing a dialogue thing. And then it ends with like Nina... What's her name? Nina... Oh, uh, Nina Struthers. Struthers just like ascending and becoming gods essentially yeah and like announcing that they've built 
their own digital press conference. She does. He... The, the, the end of that conference was her delivering like a super genuine deep cut. Yep. Thing, like a monologue about like games PR and stuff totally. like that. Yep. But while both was really funny, it made a lot of sense. Yeah, it was and it was. Real. And then they yeah. launched this Devolver Expo thing, which is a playable. Oh God, yeah. Which is a playable basically press con- press thing where it has so like it serves its purpose as marketing where it has all the trailers for a bunch of games into it and like they, but they've made like fake st- uh, booths for all these games yeah. in this game and the setup for it is that like it's an abandoned convention center where like a fake e3 happened and you very quickly like everyone in the industry who was playing it was like this is just the la convention center like this is just where yeah. e3 happens so my question for this whole thing that we will never get an answer to, and I'm kind of okay that we never get an answer to this, is like, at what point in the process of preparing for for this thing to get launched did they decide that this was the story, right? Because the fact that E3 got cancelled and I went through a bunch of shit, like, at what point did they decide uh, right, they yeah. abandoned E3 was going to be the setup? Like, were they building all of this and then the E3 cancellation happened and they're like, can we just tweak this a little bit? Because, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because they could not. I hope so. Like they cannot have because, put this th- together that quickly. Yeah, they, they could. They could not have made a game, even though it's pretty like basic or whatever for yeah. what it is, and it is funny. But yes. like the for as basic for what it is, they had to have some time yes, where exactly. that thing was getting made. Like unless they started making it the second that lockdown happened and people just worked on it from home. Even that's then. like. That's like three months. That's still not a lot of time. No, not to but... put together what the, the level of polish on the thing that they put together. Yeah. Like it's not it's like I say, it's not hugely interactive, but like even in terms say, of even in terms of asset they, generation, like it's yeah. still if that's... they did if they did, that's really impressive. Yeah, totally. But um yeah, it's fucking crazy. Cause it's also because so it's put together by is it Flying Hog Studios? Yeah, the, studio? the guys that did the Shadow Warrior game. Yeah. yeah. So it's them. So they ha- they have an engine that they can work with, but like it's still like this has to have been in the works for a little bit because those guys are making a game, right? They're making Shadow Warrior yeah, 3. Shadow Warrior 3, yeah. Like, this is not just their only project. So, I can only imagine my guess is that this was always the plan and they just got super lucky with the real world. Like, the one people that got super lucky that all of this shit happened um, was that team putting this thing together. Um, also, like, that expo thing got patched yesterday which i thought was very funny yeah the two complaints i had about the thing was that you can't switch the motion blur off and you can't adjust sensitivity for the controls and they patched both of those things in yesterday oh nice okay sure fine um so yeah that and that thing is free on steam people should go see if you didn't see the conference at all one go watch the conference but also all the trailers and stuff are in there um it's it's just such a weird thing i love it it's great i love i love the developer they're they're always great like it is now the highlight of E3 for me every time is like totally. looking at that fucking developer conference because it's just so brilliant. Yep, for sure. Um, what else we got? So there was some news yesterday that um, so there's been a thing for a while. I don't I don't know about in this country or in Europe specifically, but I know in America there was a lot of people saying about I can't find an Xbox anywhere. Like my Xbox died, I need to get one. Like I can't find one. They're out of stock everywhere. And then um, this was. 16th so a little uh yeah last week sometime basically microsoft came out and said they are discontinuing discontinuing the xbox one x and one s digital edition um so they are not making any more so you can still get an s 
which is the right, okay. standard one with a disk drive, but you can't get the digital one, which doesn't have a disk drive. I think that's what the digital one is, right? Yeah. Um. So yes, they are. They are not making any more. Um. Obviously, in the ramp up to the Series X launch later this year. Um. Still early to go for that thing. Like that felt super early for them to say, like we are not making these consoles. Anymore. Yeah, that's a really early thing to say, especially when they're like. Don't have? Do they have a release date for the new one? No, yeah, no. Neither of them have. I mean, yeah. it's gonna be it's November, but like they haven't said anything yet. Um. So yeah, so it's it's kind of weird that they they did that, but also they announced today or yesterday. Well, not yesterday, the the weekends before you're hearing this, um, that they are, um, stopping Xbox Live Gold yearly sales. So it is now only monthly, which I assume mm. is going to be the transition to. Here's Game Pass Ultimate, which is going to be a monthly yeah. subscription thing. I assume that's what it is. So yeah, the, Microsoft getting ready, doing the doing the doing the prep work for for the yep. next. They're laying the groundwork. Yes, um, and speaking of next gen, I did not expect Two K to be the company to go first to be like, hey, guess what? What if all games were seventy dollars? Um, it's either it's, it's either going to be basketball or Madden, right? Like they were somebody's so, going to have to do it, yeah. and it's probably going to be a sports game. And- so this. So this was the story that kind of did the rounds um, where, so NBA 2K21, which is the 2K basketball game for for this year, they are doing cross-gen. So they are doing, well, they're doing, yeah, they're doing a cross-gen game. So it's going to be out for um, PS4 and Xbox One and Series X and PS5 all at launch. Um, Or maybe not, I don't, they haven't actually said at launch, which would be interesting, but um, yeah. that game is coming out before those consoles theoretically come out, unless something bizarre happens. Um, the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of that game are retailing for $69.99, which is $10 more than $59.99, which those games normally, which is the cap on what current gen games sell at, right? $60 yeah. has been the thing for a while. And like, taking into account the fact that like, in terms of oh thank you for yes that was the thing i was looking for thank you um the taking into account like taking into account inflation like games should be costing more than sixty dollars anyway theoretically also like there was the all the scuttlebutt for the last gen which was like games cost more to make now but it seems like studios have offset that with like um season passes not season passes like um battle passes or dlc or cosmetic stuff like they've offset that cost or like special editions with art books and soundtracks and like they they found ways to get you to spend 70 dollars on games without you feeling like you're spending 70 dollars on a game but this is like straight up next gen versions of 70 dollars at the gate with the which is like and you can go either side on that and be like it's about time for them to go up and maybe it's not what you expected but like this was inevitably going to happen at least they're doing it now blah, blah blah the weird stuff is when you start to get into the specifics of this game where so there are the standard edition and the mammoth the mammoth peering behind the curtain i have now posted a photo of the from the the verge article that is uh the two the the nba 2k21 unpacked um graphic that breaks down every version of what is in every version and the text is so small yes i've had to to open the original and zoom in to get it so they're basically so obviously there's a the current gen and the next gen versions, and then each of those has a Mamba Forever edition, which I assume is a basketball reference that I don't understand. Um, yes. 
But um, so yeah, the current gen versions fifty nine ninety nine for the standard version, which is PS four, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Stadia. Apparently, is the current gen version, which is interesting. Which I've only just noticed that the Stadia version yeah. is not the next gen version, which is in the PC version. It's not the next gen version, yeah. which is interesting. Um, yeah, so it has. And you, there's like pure content and all this kind of stuff. But the the thing about the the additional content for the Mamba edition is like a bunch more like currency for their store and all this kind of stuff. And there's specific cards for their card thing and all this kind of stuff. But the main yeah. thing is the Mamba Forever edition for the current gen version includes the current gen and the next gen versions of the game. Yeah, and it's a hundred dollars. So, but it's but, but it's the it's the. The Mamba Forever version of the current gen and the, current the base gen. version of the next gen. Well, no, the next the base version of the next gen one is seventy dollars and is just the next gen version. So, yeah, but that's what it's saying on, on, on the graphic. It's like if you buy that, you get the base version of the next gen one. Oh, sorry. Not, yes, yes, you don't get yeah. that. The special edition version of the next gen one. Yes, sorry. Yeah, no, right. Yes. So the only so. We've already had a bunch of games come out, like Cyberpunk did and Ubisoft did at their their, their conference, which is basically like, "Hey, we're going to do free upgrades to the next gen versions that are not just like it will run on the next gen consoles, but also we're doing a patch or something that will unlock the next gen version." And I know EA did said for some game, I think it was EA, Ubisoft did, Cyberpunk did, and there's another game specifically that called out that said like. Yes, there'll be a free upgrade once this game comes out, so you can buy it now and you'll get the the, the good version. Sure, when the yeah. Come out. This is two K going. Fuck that shit. If you want the next gen version and you want to play it in September fourth when the game comes out, you should pay the hundred dollars, which is yep. not just like paying the extra ten dollars for the next gen version. It's like no, that's oh. a that's a thirty dollar markup on yeah. Um on the current gen version which is fucking wild like and then like you said like i've only yes you're right i have only just noticed that it is the base version of the next gen one you get with the the so yeah you don't oh, you don't wow. even get the special version of the next gen one you get the base version of the next gen one if you buy the super hundred special dollar version yeah but and there's just like it's just it's kind of crazy so like the, the 69 so in theory there are people if they care a lot about basketball there are people that will play pay a hundred dollars twice to yep. get the super special edition on the current gen and the next gen just to have it transferable because i was thinking about it because a lot of the the pre-order and additional content you get for the, the the special edition is like things that are theoretically tied to an account right it's like it's like currencies guess, yeah. it's it's costumes it's it's cards and all that kind of stuff that would theoretically be part of an account that theoretically the next gen version would just use that account and you'd be fine but there's actually yeah. different stuff there is some different stuff on the next gen special edition that's not in the current gen special edition and you're just like yeah, theoretically if you're really super into basketball prepare to spend $200 if you want to play at launch right that's how this yeah. works it's, it's crazy it's just so yeah, there's two conversations. There's the hey, games are probably going to be seventy dollars, and also, what the fuck are you doing with this upgrade pack? Like, it, it was going to be, it was going to be the people that went first on the here's how we're going to do next gen games. Hey, they're seventy dollars. It was either going to be basketball or it was going to be some of the EA. Like, yep. guaranteed, they were going to be the people that talked about this money, and sure enough, it was basketball. Yeah, uh, so, and so it actually, is fucking insane. <laughs> so actually, so the other game I was thinking about Destiny Two was the other one that said yes, yeah. there'll be a free upgrade once once it comes out. So which makes sense considering that they are they want to play Destiny Two for like the next 
five years or whatever. So yeah. So actually, Madden did have their own stuff about their where they tried to pull some of this. Where so they, they had this thing called dual entitlement, which was their thing about like, hey, here's how you do the next gen upgrades if you buy Madden at launch. Where they originally they were like you have to buy the game, or I think it's like two weeks after the next-gen launch is, about, is the only time where you can get the upgrade. Like, or is it, I think it's even less than that. I think it's like a week or something like that, where they said, like, if you, you can do the upgrade for here, and after that you have to pay for the next-gen, you don't get it at all. Yeah. Um, and then they got they rightfully got enough shit for that, where they're like, okay, we've extended it out until Madden 22 comes out, and that's the point where you're like, okay, we're done. And that's fine. Sure, yeah. Sp- spend the year, that's all right. Um... Nobody's actually said yet, none of the companies and none of the platform holders either have actually said like how this is going to happen. Like, obviously, if you buy it digitally, then sure, it's on your account, they can work it out, and that's fine. But like, if you have a disc, like, what did they just go, ah, fuck it, this is like, this is only going to be a thing for six months? Like, who knows? Who knows? Um, no idea. Yeah. So, uh, what else have we got here? That was the, that one. Um, just a small thing. Sony have invested two hundred fifty million dollars in Epic Games, um, Great. which is a minuscule amount of money compared to what they have right now. They get was it, what was the exact number? Uh, it is a one point four percent stake in Epic. They are getting for two hundred fifty billion two hundred fifty million dollars. Um, considering ten cent spent two hundred thirty million dollars in 2012 and got 40% ownership that shows how valuable that company is right now yeah um yeah. so I, I saw some some conversation about that it's like why are sony doing this like do they want preferential treatment for unreal engine stuff maybe but a lot of it was also by the way sony make movies the unreal engine famously in the mandalorian was a big part of how that that show got put together so like are they mm-hmm. investing for their movie business as because it's Sony, it's not PlayStation specifically. So maybe that's why they're doing it. Who knows? But yeah. Um so yeah, it just shows how valuable Epic is right now. Even besides Fortnite, there's some there's some stuff in there. I, yeah. Um and then there was the 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 not so good stuff from the last couple of weeks. Um so when did Evo announce they were going online for their thing this year? Um, I can't exactly remember. It was like it was around about the time that like all the other stuff, like the big events, were all getting cancelled, yeah. like the big wrestling events and stuff like that. It was the same sort of period of time. Yes, so they announced that it was it was all going online and that they had to drop Smash because Smash had terrible netcode, so they couldn't. They dropped do it a online. bunch of games because they didn't have great netcode, yeah. right? Which is yeah. how like which is how like them fighting herds became a a big game in that thing because actually it's got really good netcode despite the fact it's a very kind of niche game right yeah like well yeah then them fighting herds was like the the like smaller hey this thing's actually got some cred style game yeah. that was getting thrown in yeah um but yeah it, it got given more room because they couldn't play like smash or anything yeah. like that so, so they had they had that so the whole thing's gonna be online and there was gonna be a bunch of stuff there and then as of the seventh no, the second, sorry, of July. Um, lots of stuff happened very quickly. So, mm. um, Joey, Mr. Wizard Queller, I want to say is how you pronounce his second name, who's one of the co-founders and CEO of Evo. Yeah. Um, had a lot of allegations of sexual misconduct um, thrown at him, um, which, um, like, 
multiple sources, multiple years, like many, many things came out in one go. Um, and then very, very quickly, he was removed from his position as CEO. And then very quickly after that, um, they cancelled Evo, basically. And, yeah. I wonder, and I also, like, they removed him as CEO very, very quickly. But then a bunch of... it Because I originally read it as, and they decided to cancel it. And then it was like, well, no, actually what happened was a bunch of companies pulled out. Like, the developers behind Fighting Herds pulled out. Capcom pulled out. Like, a lot of companies just said, you're not playing this game at this, at this yeah. show this time. Which obviously would then force them to to then cancel the show. Uh, yep. Cancel the event. So, yes, so there's no Evo this year, either nope. online or, or at all. Um, like, I've got to give them full, pro- full props for, like, reacting that quickly and being, like, like and dealing with this openly and very and in a very f- efficient way but man oh, yeah. fucking... they, they, they dealt with it in exactly the right way for a situation that was so shit totally um, and again like fucking this went on for a while it seems like like you start looking at some of the stories and you're like man like the, i think we talked about this last time so we're not gonna go over it again but like the fighting game community has had some rough times over the years with stuff around this area um yeah and, totally and the attitude yeah i was gonna say uh, generally the the attitude of the fighting game community has yeah. always been very questionable so yeah and it definitely does seem like there are people within that community starting to like really deal with it and they're like no we can't do this anymore and like really yeah. starting to deal with it and you, you end up with like yeah it, it definitely seems like it was getting better and then for the head of the largest fighting game tournament to then have to resign and over all of this stuff is just like I, ho- I hope this is them just like cleaning house and being like, no, we can't do this anymore. And whoever, yeah. used, whoever the new management are, are like, right, we're taking this seriously and doing all this kind of stuff. Um, yes. Um, do you know what? So them fighting herds is the My Little Pony inspired fighting game, right? Yeah. I yeah. ended up in a rabbit hole of a bunch of the story behind how that thing got put together about like, they started building this thing in like a proper fighting game engine then Hasbro came and was like, season desisted the shit out of them. It was like, no, you can't do this. And then the lead designer for My Little Pony was like, how about I just design you some new characters? And then they got that stuff in there. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, good. Apparently that, that was the story. I didn't get it confirmed, but that was the story I'd read was like that the, one of the main artists for, for My Little Pony. I think it may have been the creator was like, how about I just make you some new characters that are in this style? Like, okay, sure. Nice. Um, also, okay. I... I don't know if it was ever confirmed, but I definitely read that that game used to be called Them Fighting Herds Mainful versus Hoofcom or something. Like, there was a Marvel versus Hoofcom, uh, Marvel versus Capcom oh. pun in there somewhere. Nice. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I barely started paying attention to this game until I heard all the yeah. like scuttlebutt around it when people were starting to go, actually, this thing's got some cred. Like, yeah, it's actually. Totally. Um, so, yeah, so. We'll need to keep an eye on what happens with Evil. Like, provided all this, like they can actually do a show next year. What does that show look like? Do they make some big changes? Yeah, I think it was. I, th- I think it was like them fighting herds and like Skullgirls and stuff like that were starting to do well because they just use GGPO as netcode, yeah. so it's and, like and, super stable and everything. So and implement it well is the other part of it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the last thing I've got here as well. Well, second last thing. Um, Ubisoft had a hell of a week <laughs> last week. Oh yeah, where, right. so, so they had so obviously they had their they obviously announced their press event for was it when was it Saturday was it the Saturday before last? 
Yes, um, let's say yes. But they announced that, and it was like their Ubisoft Forward, which was going to be, hey, we're going to show off some stuff. Obviously, this was going to be the first gameplay of Assassin's Creed and all this kind of thing. And then the week of that stuff, they had a whole bunch of new... So Ubisoft have had some issues over the past couple of weeks anyway. Oh, yeah. With like yeah. some very high-up names in there getting some, some allegations of some really heinous shit. Um, or f- not just like on top of like the sexual allegation stuff, like just just horrendous workplace environments, like straight up bullying, like HR departments just not going to bat for various people, all of this kind of stuff, like just really nasty shit. Um, and then the week of the stuff, there were some more allegations. And then I think it was three or four days before the, the, the press event, three very high up people got let go. Um, well, like, hmm, let's see. So, Three people. I, I wish I thought I'd written down. Yeah, here we go. This is the Ubisoft, eh, not Ubisoft, the Eurogamer article. So, uh, their chief creative officer, Sergey Hasket. I'm going to tentatively say is how you pronounce his name. Um, sure. He resigned completely, so he's now out of the company. Um, with Eves taking over his job, they also announced that their head of Ubisoft Canadian Studios, Yanis Malley, I'm going to murder all of these names and I apologize. Yeah. Yanis um, Malley, who's one of the head of their Canadian studios, stepped down, which has not left the company, has stepped down from that position. And also yeah. their global head of HR, um, Cecile Corney, also stepped down, which again does not mean they've left the company. It means they're they no longer head of HR. So that's three big fucking names in that company. Oh yeah, that's like high, high, high up people. At that yeah, company. like the head of their Canadian studios was like they're responsible for a large chunk of like their big name output, like um, the Assassin's Creed series and all that kind of stuff. Um, so them leaving is a big fucking deal. And mm-hmm. uh, Eve's put out a statement that was like, "We are basically like this is the first step of a major restructure and all this kind of stuff," which was initially very positive sounding and then as more and more reporting came out there's a lot more of like yeah hr swept a lot of this under the rug and there's no way eve didn't know about a lot of this and as there were reports yeah. of like as long as the num- the numbers were good and the money was coming in he kind of let it all happen and it sounds like a lot the more reporting that's come out the more it's been like this has been a problem place for a while so the question then became in the run-up to their press conference like or their press event like what are they going to do, right? Because a lot of big names, a lot associated with a lot of big games, are going to be shown at this thing. So, what's going to happen? And then the day before they were going to hit play on whatever video they'd had, they put out a blank text statement, like white on black text statement screenshot as well, on yeah. the thing that said, like, we are not going to reference this in our press conference because. We didn't have time. I think was the official word. Like they, they, I think they're, they're yeah. They, they said because because everything was like pre-recorded. Because everything was pre-recorded, we could not add up. something in there. Yeah, which is like fucking. Like the more I heard people, like initially I was like, okay, at least they're saying something. But the more and more people came out, they were talking about like you could do. You're fucking Ubisoft, right? Like if you wanted yeah. to, if you wanted to slap two minutes at the start or end of this thing of Eve going, here's the way we're gonna go. You could do that. Like, you're fucking Ubisoft. Like, you could do you can, that. You could you probably wanted. do it if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah. And it was also, like, the fact that, like... So they've been teasing this Ubisoft forward thing for weeks now, but talking, we're going to talk about this, mm. we're going to talk about this, this, with this, like, UbiForward hashtag that they've been tying all together with. The statement did not have that hashtag, so if you were searching for the thing, you wouldn't have seen it. You wouldn't find it. Yeah. Because it was a screenshot, you can 
search it on Twitter. You can search on Google. It was a screenshot, so you can search the text. There was all of this kind of yeah. stuff. And then for them to go, we're not going to talk about it. Like, if you are the type of person who was not who does not follow the industry as well as you were, you would not know any of this were happening. And despite their, their them saying, like, this is us re- reworking an entire organization, like, they did not come out and say, we are reorganizing our entire, application, uh, our entire organization because if you don't pay attention, you would never know any of this has happened, right? Um, which yeah. is not Especially great. Especially when they go to the point of not sweeping under the rug, but not making it, like, super obvious. Totally. Um, and it's just like, yeah, it, it's a it's a bad look, really. Like, you oh, want yeah. to... It, anytime any of this kind of stuff happens, you want to be as forward and open as possible. Um, I think it left... It kind of hung a cloud over a lot of the stuff they showed, which, to be fair, was pretty decent i think the show like the, it was their yeah, first big the, it was the first big showing of watchdog legion since that game got yeah that um delayed the, substantially. short movie thing that they had for watchdog legion was amazing like yeah. the the gameplay looked cool the gameplay trails for valhalla uh, assassin's creed valhalla looks pretty cool yep, like that game it, looks it like was, assassin's creed. It was a decent a show decent enough show um, yeah totally but i just had this cloud hanging over it of like yeah and you, you have to again like even if we didn't no specifics like knowing that something was happening you have to wonder like and i think i think it was the other thing i can't remember who it was but somebody raised this about their like we can't do anything because it's all pre-recorded like i am willing to bet they probably cut some people out of that video at the last minute because like you cannot have any of these people on this thing like would there have been a high chance that the chief creative officer of the company or head of one of the studios would be on that video talking about the newest oh yeah probably potentially yeah they would probably have to and there was definitely like because of the stuff they showed and also because they said like this is the first of a few ubisoft forwards we are doing in the future and the way they kind of cut stuff in and out of that thing it definitely felt like there was stuff in there that got removed i don't know it may have not have but there was i had this feeling that there was like there was a do you remember god it was years ago there was a sony conference that it was around the time of the ps4 launch where they ended the press conference with more footage from a game they'd already announced. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it may have been Spider-Man. I can't remember. But, like, it definitely felt like there was a demo somewhere in here that didn't make it in time or something like that. Um, It felt like that. It felt like there was something missing, yeah. basically, from, from that conference. But, yeah, the, the stuff they showed, like, I'm super interested in Watch Dogs. I think it was maybe a poor choice to use that poem... The, the one referencing the Holocaust as part of your marketing material. Uh, yeah. Um, and I definitely got the feeling... So I, on top of that, like a lot of press got to play substantial chunks of... Or like four hours of Watch Dogs and four hours of Assassin's Creed. So various people, it's a lot of impressions start to come out after the the, the presser was finished. And I, I definitely saw a lot of people with Watch Dogs specifically about like... This game... Because the whole original pitch was like it's post-Brexit Britain, right? That's the whole yeah. setting for that game. So already it was going to be a case of like, hey, I wonder if this is going to be a little bit too real about like with Brexit happening and all this kind of stuff. And then you're like at the point where you're like, there are unmarked police in the streets being all authoritarian and shit. And you're like, this game is almost a little too real for the state of the world right now. And oh, yeah. you have to wonder like how that's going to be when this game comes out in what I assume is November. Is it November? Or is it starting next year? I can't remember. November? I think oh, it's this wait, no. year. No, it is because yeah. Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed are coming out very soon after each other. Sure. It was Far Cry. They announced Far Cry 6 is, is February next year. Right, um, 
but yeah, you're like, what is this game going to look like in November, where theoretically there has been another US election which may have gone one way or the other, and you're like, you've seen how bad shit is right now. What happens with more months? It's just like, it's unfortunate almost that stuff has changed around that game, but a lot of people were like, this might be too real for a lot of people coming out right now, and I can totally understand that. But I don't know, that game, I, I like the Watch Dogs games quite a lot, so I am interested to see what that game finally looks like. Um, Yeah, and the last thing I've got here, there was a th- Twitter thread that happened the day before recording this, so the, the Saturday, last Saturday, where a developer um, on The Last of Us did a giant thread on the breathing system in last of us 2 yeah um i don't know if you saw this but um i i, I didn't actually look at the whole thread but i did see I, something come up so um, I, I looked through the thread and it is it kind of encapsulated a lot of the stuff that people have been talking about with that game where like that system is spectacular like the technical detail they went into that thing and the amount of work that's gone into that is mind-blowing mm-hmm. like it's kind of what we talked about when we we're talking about last of us with like the rope system and like all yeah. that kind of stuff where you're like it is a spectacularly effective system that they've, they've gone to that level of detail oh yeah for, it's incredible yeah. for a thing that you might not even notice or might subconsciously notice or all that kind of stuff um but as soon as you marry that with all of the stuff about that studio and the way that that studio has reacted to criticism of that game afterwards and also all of the crunch stuff and this like all of that kind of stuff like it just totally ruins a lot of what that is mm-hmm. like yeah did this need to be here it's it's a real shame that a lot of people put a lot of really good work into a thing that is just yeah it's the, context, it's the context again that we talked about before but it's like isn't this thing amazing but man how many times did someone miss out seeing on their family to build it like totally. that's yeah. yeah and again like as a like as somebody in in the tech field right like i get like wanting to do cool shit for the thing you're working on like i get it i have a hundred percent stayed an extra hour in work to finish off a thing to get it to work because i was really proud of the thing i'd done i get that and that's awesome and it's why we end up with great video games but that all has to be wrapped around a framework of a of a company that are like hey did you spend you spent some overtime on here cool don't come in monday or like I am not leaving until you go home. Like you need to be able to have that structure around you, especially in these creative fields to be able to manage the work life stuff. Like it just needs to be there because not only does it, do, do people get run away with this stuff, it is also ripe then for the kind of exploitation that people were talking about with Naughty Dog and with other companies that have done this kind of stuff, where it's like, well, if you don't want to stay late and finish this intricate breathing system, you obviously don't care about video games. And why are you still working here? We've got hundreds of other people that want to work from Naughty Dog, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, so yeah super cool super appreciate all that work they got in there it's a very very cool system they go into it's a really good thread actually about the amount of detail that goes into something like this um, I just wish that the crunch stuff hadn't happened and I could really have appreciated it more yep um, cool that's all I've got um, in terms of games there's something out next week uh, that I'm interested in and I can't remember what it is I'm going to very quickly look up the games that are coming out. Um, oh, fucking... This is July. Um, Necrobarista is out next week. Oh, right. Okay, sure. Which is the the kind of Australian-made anime visual novel about a 
coffee shop is, that exists in purgatory. It's yeah. is Carrion not out next week as well. Oh shit! Yeah, Carrion probably is out next week. You're probably yeah. right. Um, but yeah, Necrobreaster is a game I've been following for a long, long time, and I'm really looking forward to getting into that. Um, yeah, not a lot else really. I don't think. Oh, Ghost Shima is out next week. Um, oh, mm. sorry, no, it was out. It's out for Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not too interested in that game, so we're probably not going to cover it right now. Yeah. Just because I might. It, it may be the sort of thing that I pick up if the end of the year gets boring, but yeah, totally. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Weird. Factorio has a release date of August 14th. Is that game still in early access? I guess so. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Sure. Um. Yeah, and I've just realized. I've just I've just realized that um, because of the delay of the big Destiny expansion Beyond Light, mm-hmm. that puts it in spitting image, uh, spitting distance of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So that's going to be fun. Oh um, right. fuck! Right, I never thought of that. That's that's going to be a fun couple of weeks for me. Um, yep. mm-hmm. oh, Christ. Man. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, cool. Um, there's also a couple of video stuff I want to show off, and we'll we'll get around to doing that at some point. But yeah, um, yeah, that's that's all. Uh, GameIndustry.com is the name of the website. We can find all of our articles, videos, and podcasts are up there. We are on YouTube.com/slash/GameIndustry. If you subscribe, you'll get notified when we put new videos up. Um, we are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search GameIndustry, you'll find us on there. Podcast at GameIndustry.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. And that's us. Stay safe and enjoy whatever you're playing. And we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye.